love y'all Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Healthy Warrior Shaman. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to episode one of Wrestling on the Rocks. This is a show where every show is our first show, because we can't get one show done right around here. <laughs> I'm at Ref Marsh. We're at WTR of the show. With me today for our Wednesday night rocks, we got Sports Beard. What's going on, man? Oh, shit. That's on me. Aww. Everyone have a drink. Technical difficulties. Oh, my God. There we go. All this right. Say it again. Off. Wi-Fi's off. Cool. Beard's unmuted. <laughs> Things are good. Okay. How's it going, Beard? Good. We just got back from a vacation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're back in the old homestead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in Alaska. The fucking snow is gone. The ice is melting. <laughs> I'm super excited. I think it's pretty cool that on your trip, you were not... And someone... Like you, who is such a big McAfee fan and a big Brock Lesnar fan, to see you go on a little trip, run into Brock Lesnar, and be tweeted out by Pat McAfee, I was like, that's not a bad week to be the beard. (laughs) I always get to... Pat is so good to me. I love... I I just should ask him for a job now. And and he might just give me one. He's he's always... I mean, he's answered me on, like, Twitter, like, three times. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him on Spaces. He's the fucking best. I just love the guy. I should have wore that. Oh, by the way, do you want to see two of the shirts I bought you? The if K-Man. you want. You can do it. I kept, I kept them in the packaging since we were talking about Pat McAfee. You did get the tank top. Oh, shit. Yes, the I have tank a tank top, top for nice. you. And then I also have the making the opportunities mean something shirt for you. That's awesome. Which I think you will love. That's a great positive attitude. You seem to keep that. That's going to be good, too, because you gifted me the other McAfee shirts, and uh, a producer lady already stole two of them. She just claimed them as her own. She loves them. So we need more. (laughs) That's awesome. So it's good. It's good stuff. My wife steals my stuff, too. No big deal. I will will also say we we got a bunch of people in. We got Grim Reaper, Justin, Time, everybody. Cheers. Um, I will just say this. I also got you a, a Cody Rhodes shirt. I'll let you oh. guess which one. But that doesn't come till May 10th, but that will be here by the time you get here. Oh, yeah. So you nice. will get a Cody Rhodes shirt. Yeah. I did not buy, buy Producer Lady anything because I will never buy anything for a woman ever. <laughs> so, That's a good that's call. Safe. That's, that's safe. pretty good. Yeah. That's smart. No. That's very smart. I'll just get you a gift card that you can use that day. <laughs> I will also accept wine. That's never a bad gift. Oh, wine's always good. Whoa. It's always good. Always good. Maybe I oh. get a bottle of Sasha Kaya for you guys when you come to visit here in a couple of weeks. Oh, you oh. did mention that uh, when we were we were talking to huh. the other week. Yeah, one of, it's like their favorite wine of all time. So oh, okay. Maybe it might be worth a might um, be worth a little evening and a smoke. I'm down. I'm down. Hello, I am producer lady. Off to the side since I don't get an intro. It's cool. I didn't get to get to it. You mm-hmm. cut me off. I was about yeah. to say who they were hearing. Right. Then you did that. Yeah. So that's oh. why. That's why that happened. So. We're off to a great start, everyone. <laughs> Whose fault yeah. is it that you don't get an intro? Because uh, you kind of yeah. cut him off there. 
And see, that's how I feel about it. About <laughs> Not it. having two on one right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do real, real quick, real simple, little what's in your glass. Uh, I'll kick it off just because it's real easy. I've just got some iced tea today. Still uh, rounding out the end of the month. Alcohol free. We'll go to uh, the lady and then Sports Beard will kick us off after that. So uh, go uh, ahead. I will uh, be pouring myself some Malbec. Uh, it's called La Finca, is the is the wine. Yeah. Okay. La Finca, it sounds good. It's from Argentina. It's pretty yeah. good. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right. It's a tell red, me. right? A Malbec's a red. It's a red. Malbec's yep. a red, yeah. You're going to have to tell me what you Finca is. Okay, stop. <laughs> I knew. I knew I was setting you up for a horrible joke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get it? Yeah, well, right. we get it. All right. Beard, what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, so uh, we are on a drinking hiatus, at least until you come and visit. Because <laughs> Sunday when I came back, I polished off a bottle of Terramana. Oh, <laughs> nice. Like by myself. And that was good. <laughs> Just like one, one night. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like uh, he wakes up and probably did what I did, where it's like, all right, well, it's time to cleanse the body for, of all of that. <laughs> You know what reset. I was doing too? I was mm-hmm. drinking two huge glasses of water between each one. Oh, that's but smart. Because I didn't have any food or anything. Mm. Yeah, I guess um, I, I don't remember much after eight thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I use my living room as a urinal, stuff oh, like that. That's all right. No, not good. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely time for a hard reset. Disappointed in myself. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? Yeah, no, I told my wife, Stephanie goes, hey, how you feeling today? And I said, oh, I feel fine, because I drink a lot of water. She goes, yeah, what do you remember happened last night? I said, well, I don't know, about 8.30, I sat down to play some hockey and uh, went to sleep. She goes, yeah, that's not what happened, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did, that's the last thing I remember, so. <laughs> Guess if I, I don't sleep. remember, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, here is the code you need. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you didn't, I mean, that's how I feel about it. If you don't remember, it didn't happen, doesn't count. But yeah, no, always good, I, good enough time for a hard reset, clean up, clear up, and then uh, be ready to have a few little sips when we get there. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's just talk about it. Let's get into it. Uh, I I will say, starting this week on WrestlingOnTheRocks.com, there is a section for recaps where I'm going to start keeping my own uh, written recaps of the shows. Yep. Uh, so people could also follow along. It's only got Raw on there right now. I started it when I came back from our Phoenix trip, so I didn't get SmackDown on there, and uh, NXT is yeah. going to go up tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but oh. that way people can kind of follow along with what we're following along with, and uh, and or if they just don't want to watch and just want to skim the recap, I put uh, pictures up in there and everything, and make it easy. So Just to be clear, the recap is just that. It's not a lot of fluff. We're not giving our opinions. It's literally like just what happened. Yeah. For the most part. It might be so, a line or two of opinion on certain things if I'm particularly... Yeah, so don't think, inclined. oh my God, they're turning into some dirt sheets. We are totally not doing that. No, we are I just... just have, I've just been very un, unsatisfied with most of the results and recaps I've been pulling up for the show. And I feel like we keep missing stuff because it's not in those recaps and such. Yes. So uh, I figure I'll just start go back to writing my own like I had before. And why not put them up on the site <laughs> so other people can see it too if they want. You know what I mean? It's going to yeah. be a little more clear. It's just like the facts checklist will for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. can, talk, you know, we're not going to talk about everything, but we have a thing and it you know, creates structure. I love it. It's a great idea. Yep. 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 Awesome. Uh, but that also means that uh, the last two weeks 
uh, were not covered by us last week. We uh, were on hiatus. A whole lot of stuff was happening mm-hmm. uh, between you being up in Phoenix, between us trying to get up the Phoenix, between yeah. stuff happening down at the house. Yep. Uh, it made things really complicated and became kind of a stress, and I, I made the, the executive decision to cut all the stress out for mm-hmm. all of us and just say, we'll miss a day. Yeah, after uh, three years of missing what? two maybe i think the two that we missed were holiday and i think one was uh like two family emergencies on the same day for everyone else kind of a deal so yeah we've missed i think two and three years and so i thought (laughs) you know what i think we've built up enough credibility to at least miss one week so uh so at that point if you want to give me the authority to share my screen i'll i'll put up your recap so people can see this you know you did kind of a really beautiful thing on here it's quite a bit of work I think people should just go to wrestlingontherocks.com and pull it up. Uh, yeah, I was going to show exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I, mean, you, I was going to show that on the screen. Yeah, cool, man. That's They a can lot. split screen it, and they got phones, and I need the traffic numbers on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's really well done. It's not, uh, you know, I thought it would be a list Mm-mm. of things. It's quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. It's because I don't want to miss the thing. I don't mind reading a line and then moving on and not even reading it out loud. But there's been so many times backstage segments, promos, uh, uh, even things I thought were of note of different entrances and stuff. We're just not in recaps. So much so that the WrestleMania recap that we pulled up when we were going through it all didn't even have Triple H coming out and opening the show and putting his boots down. Mm. And when I thought about that after the words, I was like, why the fuck was that left out? Like, I mean, we were silly enough to kind of – it was an oversight, and we ended up, because I was going through their stuff, forgot to talk about that moment directly – and I thought the moment was beautiful. And so I thought, you know what? I'm not relying on other people to catch the... To tell you what's important and yeah, not. Exactly. Like, so. let's just get the facts and you guys can decide what you think was cool and not. Yeah. And at the same time, if I'm looking at something and we're going through and I don't say it and you go, oh, I just saw in your recap there was this thing and I did have an opinion on it. Then yeah. cool. We're on the yeah. same page. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Yep. So creating championship belt championship belt to you oh that stone cold but i remember you said you got another one of the stone cold belts yeah. and i was like i don't remember him having another one but i yeah, now that you mentioned so that 100 the... that was a little tribute one they did and the yeah. gold. and then of course i've got the, the, uh, the six the 316 world one yeah this guy yeah anyway <laughs> um <laughs> yep no that's great man and I, I it's really well put together i'm, I'm glad i checked it out it's uh, it's awesome, and I hope uh, our fans take advantage of it. Yeah, me too. I hope so. And if anybody's got ideas or, or you know, critiques, anything, shoot me a line. Let me know. Um, let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk. Uh, let's, what? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's talk SmackDown. Um, and like I said, I feel like the storylines for the past two weeks have been largely the same storyline. So I don't know that we're going to be missing stuff necessarily, but we'll bunch them together. <laughs> Are you showing the the new stuff? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they made the door. The, yeah, yeah, the, That's the, awesome. Dude, That's awesome. they're really thick and high quality. Really impressed. By the way, thank you again. Actually, absolutely. So if you if anybody listening needs stickers made, check out Sam Stackhouse on his Instagram or through his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Stackhouse is making them and he does an incredible job with them and we are so happy with them. We just uh haven't figured out quite how we're gonna package them and, and sell them, especially because we got a, kind of a small selection to see what they would be like. And I feel like there's enough of us and a low enough number of the stickers that most of them are going to us at first, and then we'll make another batch, I think. But they're yep. incredible. So check yep. out Sam Stackhouse if you guys need stickers made. Awesome deal, and some of the I think honestly the most high quality stickers I've yeah. gotten for the show yet. 
Yeah, it's so. pretty dope. Yep, yep. Uh, well, let's start with a little SmackDown stuff. Something, something you and I were talking about, and I actually teased about it on last week's Thursday uh, episode one was that we were going to be coming back and talking about uh, what we had missed. And one of the big highlights that you had told me <laughs> that I wanted to definitely dig into was you really enjoyed uh, two weeks ago Charlotte Flair's promo. Mm. And then this week they had a, a contract signing where Ronda Rousey put Drew Gulak in an arm bar after the week previous uh, yeah. Charlotte Flair putting Drew Gulak in, uh, I believe it was the figure four. So... Tell me what you think, beer. The figure eight. It's, it's, the, it, I mean, they're the, it's the same thing. It's same the thing, but with like a hand press. and. Yeah, yeah I think she did the hand press she thing. She did the whole is, thing? All right. The yeah, figure yeah. eight. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed this week's SmackDown. I mean, I, I watched it Tuesday because mm-hmm. I was at the – I saw Brock Lesnar Friday night. I, I, he, was at the, he was at the Capitals Coyotes game I was at. So, um, and he happened to be there. You saw the pictures I took. I tried to get some good ones. He was over our shoulder, right? So where we were sitting. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to just uh, take everything with a fresh perspective. And I, you know, uh, I've heard Rousey isn't great at promos. We're talking about this last, this last SmackDown. I was, I thought she did fairly good. Uh, it seems like she's loosening up a little bit there having a little bit more fun i i enjoy i'm i think they're doing a good job of selling this and you know is is ronda gonna beat is she going to beat her i feel like she has to i feel like she has to just i mean but to be honest yeah i feel like the the at this point ronda's lost enough credibility on this run that unless you're gonna bury her into the ground and say that's it we are done with ronda rousey and we're never gonna use her again I don't see why you would give her another loss. You're right. saying she has to win. Yes. She has to win or she's going to be the least credible. important person and least credible in the title scene. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I've lost I've lost like a lot of interest in in both. As much as I want to root for Ronda, I'm like really not interested in the story. Yeah, I wonder too. I feel like Ronda comes off really conversational and people don't like that cuz I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. have been talking crap on Rhonda's uh promos and i think she's doing fine yeah she's... i think she comes off as even keel and i think that that's actually a good thing and relatively uh intimidating it's better i think it's it is better because yeah. i get really annoyed when every single wrestling promo is people yelling at the top of their lungs at a at a microphone hmm. and you go you're not even mad you're just yelling like you know what i mean <laughs> like well they're trying to be macho man exactly and I think it comes off as play wrestling and indie wrestling promos where, oh, you yell in the mic because I'm mad at everything. I'm mad at the world. And you're like, right. or you're not. And you're just a combat fighter who's here to try to win another combat. You know let what I mean? Let me say like, this. Sorry, didn't mean to. Let go me ahead, just say this ahead. about Ronda. Ronda kind of ran the heel promo on the UFC already. And yeah. I think I think it did not serve her well. Um, and I think that's why she had her detractors. When she first came to the WWE, again, I wasn't there for it, but uh, I've now seen some of that. I think, for whatever reason, this is just my opinion, and you guys can chime in. I'd love to hear what you say. But what it comes down to for me is when she's more authentic, realistic, it sounds better. To me, too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I mean. She doesn't come off as a person to yell every time she's in front of a microphone. She comes off as the kind of person who's going to be calculating and deliberate in what she's going to say. 
And she doesn't need to because in real life she could kick like everybody's ass. Exactly. That's why I'm loving her presentation right now because I go, this feels like a more genuine Rhonda. Yeah, I I like the presentation. I don't care for the story. 100%. I need I need someone that's going to elevate her, and I am sorry, but I don't think that's Charlotte because even on the mic, I'm just very uninterested in Charlotte. She, it's her promos are a bit wordy for me, and it feels um, unauthentic. Yes, she um, comes off like she's playing around. Yeah, and and it just it just uh, doesn't do anything for me. Um, so. I'm ready for Rhonda to have uh, a different opponent. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Beard. I, normally, I would agree. But I, I, for whatever reason, the last SmackDown, this one, was not as, uh, it was not as glare, like, glaringly obvious. But she actually looked like she was having fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been missing from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, remind me who the guest was. Before vacation, the guy from Chicago. Chicago oh, uh, um, uh, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. Really big fan. And when I hear another fan that's really devout to somebody, I really want to take in why that might be. And I, I don't. I'm not. You know, like Bishop really uh, got me, opened my eyes to Becky Lynch and her brilliance. And it's not hard once you you realize it, right? Once you mm-hmm. see it. Um, and to have him advocate because nobody on our show producer lady included like charlotte at all like we never say anything complimentary towards her we i know well, actually we, we have we uh i remember because i i was about to clip it um marsh saying that she is extremely athletic and she she does have a lot a lot there it's just for whatever reason Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, when we compliment her, it's about what happened three years ago, and we're trying to figure out why this year and the year, and like this last year and a half or so, it feels like a downgrade where it's like. She doesn't feel yeah. like she's enjoyed it, right? You can Maybe. tell when they're like, like Randy Orton, I've been saying, and then to hear him say it on McAfee's show that he loves doing RK Bro, and I think hopefully we get to see that run for a while because he's having a lot of fun with it. It mm-hmm. just feels like for a while Charlotte wasn't enjoying it, and maybe now for whatever reason she is. Maybe she gets along with Ronda. I think maybe just personal issues with her and Becky Lynch maybe made that thing maybe worse than it was. And I think if you don't enjoy coming to work, you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's going to reflect somehow. And mm-hmm. we've all felt it hasn't been there for her. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt on these last two, and it seems like she's enjoyed it better. It's been a little bit better. I I did not dislike the promo. I don't think the promo this week was as good as last week's, but or okay. the week prior, excuse me. But, um, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, that's true too. All- There's a lot to be said for that. It could very well be that out of frustration. I mean, in the last year and a half, what, like I mean, really, if you just scope out and think about what might make somebody unhappy at work. Uh, all the stuff that was going on with her fiance Andrade was a huge thing backstage. Uh, she ended up getting pulled from WrestleMania because uh, uh, one of the medical tests they said that there was something that indicated she may be pregnant, so they just pulled her from WrestleMania. Hmm. She went and did all these tests to prove that she wasn't pregnant to get all these second opinions. And by the time all those things came through, they said, "Well, it's too late now. We're not putting you on." So they brought her back on Monday. That'd be incredibly frustrating for. A woman who has been calling herself Miss WrestleMania, mm-hmm. so much so that a year or two ago they put out a T-shirt with her that said Miss WrestleMania. So to get pulled from it because of a, a false positive has got to be frustrating to say the least. 
Yeah. Um, so, there, I mean, yeah. like you said, there appears to be real bad blood between her and Becky. So being put into a program with her right away could be very frustrating, too, because I thought we were past this by now, you know. Yeah. Uh, or maybe now she's finally getting the thing that she was always told she would, which was a one-on-one program with Rhonda. When Rhonda came in, she was meant to be in a program with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But it was at the time that Becky Lynch was on the skyrocket rise of the man. And there was absolutely no denying that what the crowd wanted was Becky and Rhonda. So much so that any time Charlotte was out there, the crowd was chanting, we want Becky. <laughs> the crowd was yeah. adamantly saying, this is not what we <clears throat> want to see. We want to see Becky. So... Maybe because she's finally, maybe her husband's happy in AEW. Maybe he stopped talking all the... Being, Are they married being, or... They, I, I know they're at least I think, engaged. I thought yeah. they got married. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Well, I think her, they're engaged. But, but her, her other half, Andrade, they're definitely still together. I know that. Yeah. Um, her other half is over there. Maybe he's much happier. Maybe he's not being as negative around in general. Maybe she's finally getting that one-on-one program with Rhonda she's always wanted. And maybe it's starting to... She's starting to relax and... Hmm. enjoy it more maybe you're right maybe that's why it's starting to pick up a little bit in in the believability i'm I'm glad i'm glad someone is enjoying it that's all that's true like if it's just us that doesn't care cool like and it could also be that we've checked out maybe that by the time that she's on i'll be honest i disengage Um, almost immediately when i see her come out i'll go get a drink i'll go (laughs) grab a snack because it's like i know i'm not invested and i'm so tired of it that maybe Maybe yeah. it's a little bit of fatigue on our part that Beer doesn't have yet, and he was able to take a deep breath and watch it all over again and say, oh, wait a second. Yeah, good. This is different. Um, yeah, I just wanted to come at it from a new perspective, hearing a, a devout wrestling fan talk about how much he loved her and respected her. and I, So I just wanted to be like, okay, well, let me reevaluate my thought processes on this individual. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, great. I haven't been dissatisfied with it. We'll see how it goes. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you think about the uh, uh, addition of Drew Gulak in their story? Yeah, that's cool. I, he was a big time. Was he an indie wrestler? Was he an actual WWE wrestler? Or I know he had to quit for medical reasons, but I he's great. I like him. He already seems like like that. They're having a lot of fun with. Uh, I don't know his. I, he was a wrestler, correct? At one point, one hundred percent. I don't know that he did have to quit because of medical. I think they just kind of stopped booking him. He was a main Pat person. Preferred that on the show that he had like. To retire from medical, so I thought. Really? Uh, I thought that was just story because he's still taking bumps. Yeah, I was confused. But maybe, okay. maybe he did finally get hurt. Maybe I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, if he's gonna be a wrestler on the card, then it's even better because. I mean, he was can... a wrestler for a while. He put on amazing matches with Daniel Bryan in the pandemic era and such. But yeah. he did okay. seem to like be real stop and go. They would highlight him for a bit. He'd be gone. He was on two hundred five for a while. And then you wouldn't see him for a while. And yes. so he was real stop and go for sure. But he's incredible technical wrestler. Uh, awesome personality. He could talk his ass off. So uh, I think incorporating yeah. him in anything is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like he knows what he's doing. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, one of his gimmicks for a while was PowerPoints. PowerPoint, yeah. He would That's come the out one and he like did PowerPoint. one. <laughs> he he definitely... did one on Monday night, didn't he? Or on, on, or he, uh... he said he had one. I don't know if they actually yeah, okay. showed it on the screen. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, but he, they yeah, had he literal said he had ones. A PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah. I made a PowerPoint for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was he had like, the most great. obnoxious PowerPoints. I remember him having oh. one about, I believe, Brock Lesnar, I think it was. Or was it Braun Strowman and Drew? Oh, he was I trying to tell someone how to beat someone else. And he had this real cartoonish PowerPoint on the screen. It was so funny, dude. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I hope yeah. they do. I hope they do more with him. Uh, 
I don't know if I need him getting his ass kicked every time he's out there, though. <laughs> he can say no, like you, no, but, it, but you know, you gotta have somebody that does it well. Yeah, he seems like he does it well. Yeah, and um, I think they can end it with Ronda like doing what she did to him. Yeah, like, I like the. Know, it doesn't have to be a. You know, they can just move thing. him on to something else. Yeah, just like uh, the, the you killed Kenny, in every SmackDown now someone breaks Drew Gulak. Yeah, uh, I like Kayla Braxton on on Twitter was giving him a bunch of grief, and then so did Sam. Oh yeah, Sam Roberts it was really funny. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh, let's see. I wanted to know a couple weeks down the road where we're at with Xavier Woods and Butch. You've been not keen on Butch. Has any of that changed for you? <laughs> I just, I mean, the, he's a fucking angry. I don't. I like. I get it. I just. <laughs> It's like, what? Okay? And then he left. Now he's missing. Pat's been pushing that on his show. Bush is missing. He could stay gone. He's a fucking... Hey! What the hell? (laughs) I'm... It's one of her babes. Yeah, producer lady, have always been a big Butch fan. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Big fan of the Butch. Um, Yeah, formerly known as Pete Dunn. I I really uh, hated seeing him... uh, just kind of job out to everyone on NXT. So for me, I'm super excited to see him like in a role that's not like, oh man, this guy's just gonna get his ass kicked. Even though I know he's so, even though I know he's so good. Yeah. So I like seeing um, a bit more character. I like seeing you know um, be this crazy wild animal that is clearly like the smallest of the three, but is like the you know the the most. Uh, aggressive, like yeah. I'm cool with that. As a here's we'll, what I, we'll see where it goes. Here's what I like about it. In the similar vein for when everyone was talking shit about Lacey Evans' character a couple years ago, and I said, just accept this is her learning the ropes and them investing in her, and know that that's not going to be Lacey Evans in five years. Mm-hmm. In the same vein as that with Butch, this is what they're doing to get Butch on the main scene. Yes. This is what they're doing to get him used to, to those things. Put him yes. in a team that's something semi-believable. His over-the-top, angry, wild, rabid kind of thing <laughs> is a bit funny to me. But he is so in on it He's, and so yeah. invested on it that yeah. it's, like, impressive to me knowing – because his previous versions were, like, very technical wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only got a glimpse of it during this past Xavier Woods match where he was starting to bend the fingers back. Yeah. One of his oh, gimmicks yeah, he's had I since, he since like before he even signed with WWE. And... What was yeah, one of his, his gimmicks? Wait, do you hear him? I saw him talk. Say yeah. something again, Beard? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, Can you hear him? No, I have lost oh. audio. All right, give him one sec. One sec. Here we go. Uh, technical difficulties. Take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let's try now. Everybody say something. Hello. Can you hear me? All right, I'm back. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> technical difficulties. What was it that you were saying? What'd you say, Beard? Yo, he was like poking him in the nose. He oh, did all yeah. kinds of crazy shit Weird to him. Shit, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I go, well, that's different. I mean, he was yeah. bending. I saw him doing his fingers back and stuff. I go, oh, that's different. I mean, I I, I don't want to shit on what he's doing in the ring because he's definitely doing something different than anybody else. But um, it just feels like, and I, I don't want to use the example of Veer and who's the Imperium guy. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't think uh, of Gunther, Gunther or Ludwig. Yeah, they're putting him in against these local dudes and they're just thrashing on him. And I'm like, okay, 
Is this helping them look stronger? Because it really isn't helping me think well, they're stronger. Well, I think for those for those guys, um, I'm assuming they're ca- they're catering to the casual fan that maybe has never seen NXT UK or maybe hasn't caught up with NXT recently. So if you're not familiar with them, these guys, like yeah, let's just Ooh. let's give them at least a little showcase of just how ruthless they can be before we get the stories going. Yeah, it's kind of a holding pattern getting to know each other while they a get common, a story set up. This is a commonplace thing they use all the time. Yeah. Is what you're yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, It's just like, an introduction. Here's the person you're going to see them be a badass and we're going to get you to a story at some point. It's kind yeah. of like a, a holding pattern. So I get that. Why are they using Xavier Roots for Butch and not some slapdick from the street? Oh, I... Just, well... Well, here's the deal. Xavier Woods keeps winning. What I think is interesting about the Butch thing is that Butch has also found himself the standout in a program with the New Day yes. and with Sheamus. I mean, Rich Rich Holland is a, a big beast, but he doesn't have the the pedigree or lineage of nope. of Sheamus or the New Day. I think because they don't want they because they've already are they're already rolling with Butch. Yes, right. He's already around high profile guys. I think with with Gunther and Veer and them, it's going to be the build to get to high profile guys because they're big physical forces. Butch isn't a big physical force, so if yeah. you give him a, a whole bunch of jobbers, I don't know that it does as much for like yeah. at least have him go back and forth with Woods. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like why don't they have the light heavyweight title anymore? Because sometimes yeah. it would be nice for the smaller guys to have something to just do yeah. that doesn't require having. But correct me if I'm wrong. Pat McAfee talked about this. Those three used to work UK together at one point, all three of them. Seamus, Ridge, and Butch? Yeah, that's what uh, they found. I it's, don't, I mean, I, I can't speak for Seamus. I don't. But Seamus has been in the WWE for because, a really long time now. Yeah, right? exactly. But I thought he was here in the States by the time NXT UK was really getting going. So. I think he's just talking about UK in general. But oh, okay. I, I think. Before, yeah, before they were in WWE. Yeah, Ridge and. And Butch probably were on the indie scene together. I don't know that that Pete Dunn or Ridge have been wrestling long enough to have been exposed to Sheamus directly in the ring in the indie scene. Mm. But they may also know each other. I know it's definitely kayfabe. Definitely the story is we've known this guy so long we know his nickname. He said something about the East End Boys or something, and they used to always call him Butch. So that's how he justified the name change. So whether that's kayfabe story they came up with to help them sell that to the fans or anyway, not a big deal. I don't want to spend too much time on it because honestly, I could care less about yeah. Butch. He could stay gone. Nope. <laughs> nope. I Just definitely saying, disagree. Like, he, I'm a little Tasmanian devil. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's not too many of those in the, oh. in the uh, thing I know. A highly skilled Tasmanian Devil is a Very thing. Skilled, uh, a highly, a highly skilled technical wrestler is. I'm down. Like I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm in for it because I know yeah. it's not the forever move with him. Yeah, and, yeah, I got you. You know what I, I mean? So I can, I, I can, can always buy into when he's fighting. Like I can always buy into it. Like I don't, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I can buy into his in-ring bell to bell, but I agree with Beard where there's a little level of beyond that that they're at where he's kind of a mute who's growling and stuff. So I, I give you I, – I think okay. both are correct here. I think the idea of, like, he's a rabid wildebeest, but he's also a technical wrestler. Like, it's a little – it's a little okay. two-sided. Uh, Let but me I'm say this. Fun. I like him more than Beer Mahan. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's fucking dumb. I don't want to waste any time talking about that. I wish it was something other than it was as well. It just doesn't make any sense, dude. It Correct. feels like they sold him as a baby face the whole time. Just to have him come in and, like, let me just put a guy in a whatever the hell. It doesn't even yeah. look like it's hurting that back because they're sideways. The I'm sideways like, oh, clutch is weird. Can you come and stretch my neck too, Beer? I need yeah, I got a kink. Stretch. Got a I kink know, in my. Man. I slept I weird last night. I could use a little. Are beer. we staying on SmackDown or are we jumping? <laughs> we were just comparing okay. new people. Okay, I just didn't. Uh, because we're not when we get to Raw, we're not spending much time on Beer, oh, okay. so we can mention him now. Because I agree with Beard. There's not a whole lot to dig in there other than yeah. I wish the presentation was a little different. Yep. Again, it's his introduction. As long as he, you know, what's interesting? I feel like that a lot of these guys when they come in and there's something that's just not quite clicking right. If they really put a thousand percent effort in them, they seem to find something else for them to do. And then there's people who come in and when they they realize it's not working or they're not into it, they immediately like check out and you can see it. Mm. And then those guys don't seem to last. And so what what's my takeaway from both those guys right now, Butch and Veer, they both seem super invested in exactly what they're told to do. Which to me means there's a possibility of longevity here that could be exciting yeah, long term. That they'll be good. But Guter, I like, I like, I know I saw him wrestle on NXT. Guy's great in the ring. Yeah. Uh, it sort of sucks that they don't have the whole Imperium three dudes there because boy, that would <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's all these three man teams and shit. Like they, yeah. I'd like to see them take out the Usos. That'd be hilarious. Especially you don't you don't watch NXT, but last night on NXT, uh, Tony D'Angelo got two goons. So now there's another three-man team circulating yeah. around in WWE. So it's like, yeah, it'd be perfect. Legado del Fantasma is another three-man team in NXT. Like mm-hmm. we have, we're prepping all these three-man teams, and then two came up, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> and D'Angelo uses the Italian stick. Please let those three come to SmackDown with Pat doing the <laughs> Swantonio Bambino. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk Gunther, because that was kind of up on my next thing, too. Gunther uh, defeated Teddy Goods. Um, yeah, the dude that looked like Clump. That was, uh, two, that was someone else's. Two guys. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You're, are you two back? I, 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 yeah. You know, I'll just say this. He's looks, he looks impressive in those matches. He looked impressive against it. I wouldn't mind. I think there's enough with that guy now that they could just actually put him against I mean, who, how many guys on the roster are they not using? That's part of it. It's like, let's get, like, I know, yeah. you know, like, let's get him up against a guy. Like, get him up against, a, like, a, a dude. I'm, you know? I'm yeah, holding but... out that they are, they're really thinking on, on storyline and not just throw anyone out there. That makes sense so, with that group. For me, yeah. I'm still patient with a lot of things um, just because we're still – just coming out of WrestleMania. So yeah. fresh new start with new people, new storylines. Like I'm going to give it a minute because it has, it has only been a couple weeks. But what I will say in defense of Beard, because I'm on the same page where, where something's got to happen now, because I noticed in this specific Gunther match, the crowd was really non-responsive. The crowd was really quiet to Gunther. Yes. And I felt like you could see the concern on his face of people aren't invested. cheering or booing or they're not invested. They see him. They know he's good. They see he does good stuff. And then they say, okay, now what? Yeah. We're definitely at a point where if they don't start doing something with him, the crowd's going to completely check out on him. They got to get him with somebody who means something so yeah. people have somebody they want to cheer to win. Like, put him up against somebody who people desperately want to see win. You know what I mean? Put him up against some sort of super underdog type. Like, 
back in the day, I would have said like, like a like a Mustafa Ali or mm. a, or a Ricochet, somebody people Ricochets. like are always invested in. Like if Cesaro was still here, I'd say put him up against Cesaro and have him lose. Like because Finn, you got to put him up against a Finn, somebody yeah. who people always want to see win and hate when they lose. Mm. So you can really establish this is a bad guy. You got to boo. He just beat up your favorite. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, people are just going to keep saying, "Yeah, well, I guess he's out Cesaro's not on the roster anymore." I really. That's what hate I was that. saying. If he were still around, he would have yeah. been my first pick. But. Yep. But he yep. would be a great guy that could wrestle the shit out of Gunther. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have but... the, the other two Imperium guys cheap shot him, and you don't take anything away from Cesaro if he loses mm-hmm. uh, in that cheap shoddy way. And I know yeah. that's played out, and they do that with just about everything. But it's like, well, that's it works. You just use it. It works. Yeah, exactly. So I'm on board with with that. I, I agree. Where personally, I feel patient enough because I'm I know how good Gunther is. I'm so excited, mm-hmm. but I feel like that beyond the two of us sitting at home saying like, okay, we're willing to wait. It sounded right. like a crowd was not. Yeah. And so now I'm all like, oh, just because I'm patient doesn't mean the crowd is. We better do something. Yeah. We better do something with him. Quick. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh. Although Ricochet did accept that uh, challenge by Shanky, and last week we saw him uh, saw Ricochet beat Jinder Mahal and retain the Intercontinental title, I love Ricochet as the Intercontinental Champion. I hope that this lasts, but I have a feeling that someone's going to come out and take the rug out from underneath him pretty soon. Hmm. What do you think, Beard? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to run with that a while. He, uh, he, he is one of those guys where it feels like the in-ring stuff has always been there, and the promo stuff, they're just waiting for that to catch up. And yes. in the meantime, they can give him something like the Intercontinental Championship, and he's not going to make it look bad. So I, I am, I am, I no, I, I, he could be a long-running Intercontinental Champion. Let him get his footing on the promos and stuff. And the the way they did it this last time, I thought it was the best thing I've seen from him as far as on the microphone since yeah. I've been watching. But he's but he's awesome in the ring, dude. Like that guy's not boring at all. So like I want to see more of him. I think that they probably are just spoon feeding him to us because he is obviously not great on the promos yet. Then they're working on that. So it's you know they'll get there. He'll get yeah. there. He feels like the. It's one of those things we talk about. You feel like the effort wasn't there. It's there. He, yeah. He'll get there. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point too. That you don't think about that a lot, but uh, the idea of like putting the intercontinental title on him because he won't damage the title. You know what I mean? Like realistically, that's an amazing concept. To like that we've never really brought up is that sometimes you put the title on the person for safekeeping because you know that they're in a sense going to elevate it by being so good bell to bell, and it gives them little highlighted times and specific amount of times to to have a chance of show personality. Like it might be the perfect tool for him. So hmm. I think that's a great point. Because then sometimes they'll throw a title on somebody just kind of quick to do something, and people feel like it devalues the title because they're like, "How did that person become that mm-hmm. champion so fast in such a weird way?" Like, I think I just think it's keen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, let's see. What do you think about the Sasha and Naomi stuff going on? I've seen some people complain. I love it. Why? What are they complaining about? How are you complaining about it? It's awesome. Yeah, I don't get it. They're great. <laughs> The only thing is, what are they going to do with the Leah Liv Liv thing? What did I say? Rhea and Liv, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. So are are they going to keep them together? It feels like no. Maybe they were just experimenting. Um, I think I'm glad you brought it up because 
because uh, uh, so one of the things I've seen people complain about with Sasha and Naomi is that they have no one to face. Sasha and Naomi actually brought that up in their in their promo. Like, there's no one here, and that's why we get Natalia and Shayna, which I think is always right. great when Natty and Shayna are out there. Um, and people are also saying that like their promos are like Naomi and Sh- and Sh- Sasha. They're having fun, but it doesn't mean anything. I feel like that they're just going around celebrating, and it's fine. I love it. I think their chemistry is amazing. I think it's cool to see them have good chemistry. I think it builds for a lot of other stuff coming up. Uh, but the Rhea and Liv thing, I think, is a perfect example of why I've been saying, because I hear so many people, uh, friend of the show, guest on the show, Stephanie Hypes even brought it up while she was on the show, she wants a mid-card title for the women. And my argument was, that is the women's tag championship. It is the mid-card title for the women. Yeah. Because here's a way you can move four women at once through character. And I think Rhea and Liv is a perfect example of them being catapulted past the tag title. Now they're in one-on-one feud without a title at all yeah. into a higher elevated mid-card scene that gets them right underneath the world title. So now when one of those win it, they're going to be in a conversation of should they face the champion. And I think that's exactly what you do with it. It's like a slingshot thing you know what i mean yeah i mean if you made a woman's american title though i the only reason i would i would disagree with that premise is there's just so much talent in the women's rosters that we need to see more of that like that's the i i I hear exactly what you're saying and i agree i agree that that is the truth with the women's tag team is that it is like a mid-card thing it shouldn't be though because outside of the women's championship which i know you have two between the two brands that's it you only have the one tag title so i could see like an american women's american or women's intercontinental something like that wouldn't be bad just be one more thing to add i feel like we have the men's have you know so many you know those the 24 7 can be used by women they're using that because they do they just have all these really good wrestlers and stuff so and that's kind of a way that you can do the mixed gender stuff which i know a lot of people frown on but um, so I actually have enjoyed that, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like they could just give them a belt. They have the time for it. I mean, Raw's like five hours or something. They have the time. I don't think they have the staffing. Like they literally have 20 women between SmackDown and Raw both. And if you want to have a tag team division and a world title scene and a mid-card division, it's yes. already thin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had a, a, I brought it up a couple times. There was a women's lumberjack match just a year or two ago mm-hmm. and they yeah. didn't even have enough women to surround the ring they had two women on each side and two women in the ring fighting and that was literally the entire roster of women yes they just don't have the numbers i think you have so many women coming in and going through nxt right now that if they all are successful and are ready for the main roster you could actually build a a, a beefy enough roster to maybe do that but i think as it stands there's just not enough women and what makes it nice is if you have the tag titles you can put two vets like a Naomi and a, a Sasha. Sasha together, and then you can put a new up-and-comer straight out of NXT like Aria mm-hmm. with someone like a Liv Morgan who has been kind of floundering and needs a little more polishing, and now you have a feud between four women and helping all of them get better at one time mm-hmm. as opposed to having a whole bunch of matches with people who don't have chemistry or kind of sloppy. Leave that to NXT, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it strengthens them in a whole other way. It's just trying to move the pieces around because they don't have as many. I think they should have more women. Yes. And they should call up more women, but they just haven't. But I I also think that's it's it's a in time thing because yeah. um 
we are seeing women come from NXT, but they got to be ready. That's the mm-hmm. thing. And if they're not extremely polished, I mean, they, they don't want to bring them up. And, you know, who knows? Who knows if people like Tony Storm kind of made them even more skittish? Yeah. But you know? I mean, but even then, I mean, you have like Dana Brooke who's come up and was a lot of people said she was called up too early. And at this point, you still have commentators. I mean, it's one of the things that I think that I agree with Beard on where the one thing Corey says consistently on the mic that it makes me go like, dude, like that can go. Anytime Dana Brooke goes out there, he talks about how she's not very good. And he said, when do you just cut bait and admit that the Dana Brooke project is not working? And he said that on commentator before. And I was like, like I'm guessing I hear you, but. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they're really trying to play up that underdog of like, oh man, even the, even the announcing, you know, announcers aren't, aren't supportive of her. I'm guessing because that's Corey's thing, right? He's the heel commentator. Like for sure. I'm guessing they're just really trying to build that up. But, but the problem is, is she's not, she's, she isn't that great. So when he says it, it highlights that it doesn't. It's oh. not the under. It's not like when Dana Bryan was the underdog, and it was like, "Look, he's just not that good." And everyone goes, "No, we clearly see he's amazing." If somebody's struggling in the ring and they say, "Look, they're not that good," you go, "You're right." <laughs> and that's the problem: is it doesn't mm. build an underdog and build someone that someone doesn't care about. Mm. And it could be a misfire, miscommunication, but like, yeah, you don't want too many of those. And I think that I like what Dana Brooke's doing now, and I think it's really fun what she's doing with twenty four seven. If I'm being honest, but it took a lot to get there, and. When they paired her with Mandy Rose, it was kind of a miss, too, where it should have worked and it just didn't. Like, I don't know. I just think that the women's division's not heavy enough with main event talent just yet. Yeah. To need a mid-card title that the the tag titles aren't doing. But maybe. Because otherwise, what would happen, right? Like, if you had Sasha Banks not the champion on SmackDown, she's going to be in a tag going for something or what, right? If there's a mid-card title, you would just put it on the last women's champion. You know what I mean? Like, there's just because it's not a heavy roster. That's all, that's my thought. Okay. I mean, we we move on. I love what's what's going on with the tag team division right now. Even though there's only like two tag teams, I'm excited for who they're going to pair up next because I think all yeah. these pairings have been working. Rhea Nikki I, worked. Rhea Liv worked. You're insane if you don't like Sasha and Naomi. In my opinion, I just don't yeah. know where you where you're where are you I, getting that from. I love that it looks like Sasha's. Uh, like wearing more like Naomi inspired stuff. Yes. Like she's doing more Naomi hair. She's getting more Naomi's uh, outfits going. Like I love that it's like an homage to Naomi. Yes. You know, depending it's on not... what the intro music is. If it's Naomi, she's much more Naomi. If it's hers, she's herself. Basically. Right. But her clothing, her style, Sasha is usually, <laughs> hey, I'm the star. This is my style. I'm going to rock whatever my outfit is. But instead, it's like, no, no. Let's and... do everything as a nod to Naomi. Because... No, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah, yeah. If, if it's Sasha Banks's music that she comes out to, like this last week, it was her music, so she was dressed more like Sasha Banks. Right, but, but what she la- thinks the there was prior, like the... she came out in neon colors and stuff, like exactly like you're saying. Yeah, I. Agree. But even even her cool. Sasha Banks gear has become more Naomi. It's like green and black instead of just being like the blues and reds, like she would do. Now it's kind of like still sort of matching Naomi, which is awesome. Because instead of being like, hey, Naomi, you should be a little bit more like Sasha. It's Sasha being like, no, 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 I'm going to be way more Naomi. And like, that's pretty cool. To me, it started with uh, Sasha, Sasha versus Bianca. WrestleMania. Yep. That gear. And I was, I mean, I love it. Yeah. 
I love it because it's like, hey, Naomi, you're not forgotten. Like, we, we appreciate you. We love everything you've been doing. Yeah. Forever. Like, yeah. She's incredible in the ring, Naomi. Yes. Like, yeah. so good. Like, yeah. like, so fun to watch. I'm never boring. Stephanie likes her. Like, she's into that. Cool. It was, uh, it was Producer Lady's first favorite. Yep. For being honest, yeah. her first favorite wrestler, the one she wanted to see every time was tell me if Naomi's going to be on. She <laughs> wouldn't watch the weekly stuff necessarily. She'd watch the pay-per-views only. But if I told her Naomi was coming out, she would run out from the back room and be like, oh, I'm watching this. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so yeah, she's, she's awesome, man. She's yeah. great. Uh, what else well, let's talk about, well, I mean, is there anything you want to say about Madcap and Angel? I'm liking the Madcap. Oh, and yeah, and Baron yeah, Corbin Madcap's stole awesome. Those. Yeah, I mean, didn't uh, what's his name win it? I I, I think that, that we have to keep that uh, adversarial relationship going on for a while because they were a pair for such a long time, right? Yeah. So that mm-hmm. storyline's gonna continue. And Madcap's great. I mean, he's in the ring great. Or he turned babyface pretty fast, didn't he? Yeah. It was pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> I think that's due to how good Baron Corbin or Happy or whatever the hell he wants to go by. Um, he's awesome. He's very good. Um, and he stole the trophy. Yeah. yeah I mean, just Pat's <laughs> commentary, like that whole thing, like that's that storyline is great. And then if we get the Madcap Moss Baron Corbin match, going to be a really good match. So I think that'll be one of those sleeper matches that people are going to say, do we really have to do this? And the rest of us will be watching saying this was the match of the night, probably. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be great. I agree with you. You could just know the ones that are going to be really awesome and, like, you know, Pat McAfee and Theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We knew that was going to that was gonna kill it. Uh, I'm, I just, I'm loving it. I don't have any else to throw in on there, really. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we talk about the uh, dual main event type things that were going on and the big story that was throughout, I do want to throw out Lacey Evans had another video package. This is the third time we've had like these four yeah. minute story times. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm she's... over it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and get in the ring or whatever. I don't give a fuck about your background anymore. It's over. I it was good the first the first time I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm interested. The second time I'm like, okay, all right, all right, you had a rough life. Third time, shut the fuck up, lady. Like, get in the fucking ring or just do something. Like, I'm... this is dumb. It doesn't make any sense to me, man. Oh, like, right like, before I you dig in. Re-brand. Is this going to be Veer? Is this going to be, are they going to do the same thing with her like they did with Veer? Oh, you should like this person. And then when they bring her out, she's a total bitch and fucking, like, is just choking people out for no reason. I just don't, I don't. Yeah, it's hard to know. What, what I will say this. Do? In the first two packages, I thought, okay, they're really building up a lot of sympathy for her. Sure. In this particular package, I felt there was, like, a lot of disconnect. I felt like she said a few things that were pretty pretty borderline asshole-ish to say, and I don't think she was trying. Like, at one point she goes, I do my own hair and makeup before the show because if you want anything done right, you have to do it yourself. Yes. And I was like, okay, you sound like you're trying to say you're self-sufficient, but instead you just shit on the entire hair and makeup team yes. for SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, I just... I, <laughs> yep. You know, if your dad was such a big fucking piece of shit, why didn't you guys move the fuck away from the guy? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they said I they he, they did, and he it, tracked him yeah. down, and there is that. But she said something else, and I forget what it was, but it was another one of those like backhanded, like... Look, you may not be better than me, but you should think I'm better than you was the attitude. And it was kind of like, what is going on? Like, it started to take a a bit of a a tone-deaf tone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but producer lady had a had a thought on that. I. That's why I'm, she's here today, guys. She yes. wanted. She was so passionate about the Lacey I Evans promo. Really that passionate. She goes, I need to be on the show this week. Like, as kind of as a female as a female veteran, uh, former aircraft mechanic, mm-hmm. uh, I have always wanted to really like Lacey. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't care for the last iteration, right? Um, so I was really hoping that this is where we were going to see, like, this G.I. Jane badass. Because I know she's a badass in real life. Well, instead, we got a very long-winded uh, sob story. Which I don't discount all the hardship that she's been through. However, that does not make me think that she is strong. Because I don't want to think you're strong out of pity, Okay. That's where I am right now. Every time I see her now, I think of all the shit she's been through. And it the way she portrayed herself didn't make me think I got through this because I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Like, that's that's not enough for me. For me, I was thinking more along the lines of a, a kind of not trying to, but it made me think of Bianca, right? Bianca went through a lot of shit, and she shared a story um, on the documentary, right, mm-hmm. about Bianca. Chronicle, where she actually went through a lot of mental um, mental stuff, and she went to a, a institution, right? She went to a hospital. I can appreciate someone that says, you know what, I didn't, I wasn't doing too good. I sought help, and you know what, that made me stronger. Like, cool. I don't need every detail, right? All I need to know is I went through shit. I came out, you know, a badass, and this is this is why it's yeah. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to persevere. And there's right? a lot of strength in seeking help. Yes. It's not like Bianca didn't make me feel sorry for her. Yeah. And I loved, I love that she was able to share her story, but not share everything about it. Yeah. Um, and I think with, unfortunately with um, Lacey, they let her say whatever she wanted. Right. And I think she overshared and <laughs> got a bit too emotional. If I, if I may say that. Um, and I don't think this was the right, this, the right place, the right wording, the right time. I think if she had held back a bit, it would have been more than enough. Right. But I think coming from a place of pity does not mean strength. And I think that's where the disconnect is. And also, um, like, like Marsh said, I agreed. I, I sensed a tone of, um, almost like entitlement, um, a tone ascending. Almost. A condescending, entitled tone, which I personally don't appreciate. Like, I don't. And I know, I know she was not doing this on purpose. But character-wise, it, it doesn't make me interested. I want you to be a badass Marine like you are. Be like, you know, like a drill sergeant. Like, I can get behind that. If you're just a drill sergeant because you're, you know, you've been through, Take you've been no through, sh- yeah, yeah, I'm taking no shit and, you know, Give me whatever push-ups or, you know, like, I'm cool with that. I'm so cool with that. I can get behind that. But when it's like, yeah, I've been abused and I've been this and that. Okay, well, (laughs) where do we go from there? Yeah. Am I supposed to want to see you win a fight because you had to fight your dad or something? Like, this is weird. Like, I I should... Yeah, I shouldn't need to know every single trauma that anyone has experienced to yeah. make me think they're strong is all. Yeah. And a 100%. lot of her 
Yeah, and a lot of her attitude of of I did it myself, I did it myself, is it came up a whole lot. Like, and if you didn't, then you're a fucking sissy. You know what I mean? Yes. Although producer lady brought up a really good point when we were watching. She's like, why doesn't she just use those things without saying it up front and yes. be like an asshole like Sergeant Slaughter was and yep. be like, you think this is hard? Try and then say something that she went through and go, that was hard. You know, yeah. and then you go, oh yeah, that does sound hard, but like. What do you mean about it? Yeah, you mean like because she used a couple things, right? She was like, I, I had to walk X amount of miles. Oh, through. yeah. Like, cool. That's <laughs> Use that stuff in yeah, yeah. as a sign of strength. You know, don't yeah. don't bring me back to make me feel sorry for you because so, that just do, that doesn't do anything. Go ahead. Babe. Yeah, I agree. I, I would just say that the thing I did like from the promo was her talking about wrestling and I did the walking. That, that, I think that could have been it. Like, it just feels like it's three and a half minutes too long. The yeah. first time I was like, okay. And then the second time I was like, oh, we're getting more of this, huh? And the third time I'm like, this bitch again? Like, I just yeah. like, <laughs> and Stephanie was like, why are you being so mean? And I said, it's <laughs> fucking awful at this point. I mean, it's like, oh, she had a, huff, a hard life. Yeah, guess what? Who hasn't? Like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, like you're losing <laughs> I agree with producer lady 100%. They're lo- she's losing her audience. It's just yeah, and, much. And Beard is also a veteran. Like, make us veterans proud of, like, hey, man, we're just we're going to fucking toughen up. And, like, yeah. I, like, there's other ways to say it without demeaning other people around you. Yeah, on top of that. And I, I agree with Beard. I think that the first, the first one was solid. It was like, this is great. I am totally behind her. I know some of her story. Enough, by the way, too. Would have been enough. And yeah. then the second one was all like, okay, I guess they're just going to put a button on this. And then you're right. By the third one, it feels a lot like you just cry yeah. a lot. Like, I mean, I remember working with somebody who was going through a bunch of stuff and wanted the proper representation at work. And, and everyone agreed with that person. And every single meeting, that person would bring it up and say, I want to see this. I want to see that. And it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, that person started becoming identified as that person right. who would bring it up. And then it was like a certain point where that person would be like, look, I don't want to be the person who's always saying this. And it's like, well, you don't have to always say it every time that there's an opportunity to say it. Yes. There's a time to speak up, right? Like there's also a certain time where it becomes overkill and you become almost, you you become more dismissed because, oh, we get it. You know what I mean? You're like, hurting your right. cause. You're exactly. hurting your own cause by belaboring the point. Yes. You don't want it to be forgotten, but if you say it all the time, it's just going to make it worse, in my opinion. Yeah, it becomes like redundant to the point of like we get it, and you're like, you're right, it hurts your cause because the first few times people go, this is this is great, like what a great point, what an awesome thing to bring up. I'm so happy you're talking about it. Let's keep it on our minds, and then it becomes a certain point where it's like it's not off our minds. You don't have to beat it in. You know what and, I mean? Like, yeah, and I think what also doesn't help is the social media aspect where I don't think she's very good on social media. That's true. Um, in the past, you know, when people, when she's talked of mental health, uh, she's come off as, you know, uh, you know, just exercise, exercise and drink your water. Like the most Marine thing you could ever say. Yeah. Someone right? asked her, had made mention about them going through depression and she goes, sounds like you need to do pushups and have water and you'll be just fine. Like get some sun and it's all <laughs> yeah. like, Oh my God. Right. Right. So like, <laughs> I think that also, and I forget what her recent hashtag has been, but you know, like in her new promos, she'll, she'll post that and then she'll post like a little brain emoji with like a, like some hashtag of like, you yeah. know, work through it or something like that. And it's like, that's not really the message I want to, I want to lean up on. Like, 
Yeah, do it yourself because there's no other way. It's like, okay, well, there's other ways you can yeah, get help. Do, <laughs> like, that might not actually be helpful. Like, yeah. I can appreciate that Bianca, like, sought professional help, took care of shit, and yeah. moved on. Like, to me, that's like a real, like, oh, mental mental health awareness is a real thing. Yeah. It's not... Dismissed. Yeah, it's not dismissed. It's not just... Just, you know, cover it up, whatever. Do what yeah. you got to do. Put drink some smile. water. Like, well, like if you're going to... Sorry. If she's so good at overcoming stuff, why is she not in the military still? That's... No, I mean, no. hey, that's cool that she's... She's as successful as she is. However, I yeah. would like... I would like if you are going to have a message, have it be a really healthy, positive one. Yeah. And not something that you just think, well, it worked for me, so it must be right. Yeah. This will work That's for all. everyone. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. As the only non-veteran, I agree with everything <laughs> the veteran said. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. It's not the direct way to my heart is use your service. I think a lot of times yeah. I like hearing yep. about that later. Um, and, yep. and, oh, she's a vet too? Cool. Yeah. Like, it feels like she yeah. wants you to just feel fucking sorry for her at this point. Yes. And I'm like, yes. you know what? I kind of don't now. Right. So, like, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that's really cool to hear you say that, to be yeah. honest, because yeah. sometimes I feel bad that I feel like a lot of people will throw their veteran status card down as a reason why you have to support or or condone or any of these things i'm a veteran therefore right and i always feel like i to me i always feel like it's secondary but i also don't want to be the asshole who's like not supporting vets right of course so right. to hear another like to hear vets say like hey that's not the the fast track to my heart is like yes. okay cool so they also recognize that people are dicks about it sometimes yeah and like as a female veteran in a mostly like male uh male industry mm-hmm. um yeah, not all vets are great people. Um, there are a lot of assholes. There are like a, just a lot of shit people, just like in any any other uh, any other place of work, right? So, um, her just yeah, I agree. I agree with Beard. Like, don't use the card just just to gain sympathy because again, like I I don't just don't play the pity card, man. That's not that's not strong. That's not. Um, yeah. It's not I also don't me. need to know you're a mom. Don't fucking care. Becky Lynch is a mom. I yeah. feel like every card, yeah. uh, she's pulling every card possible to exactly. try to connect with people. Mm. And that's that's not how you do it, right? It's not claiming I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a, I'm a soldier. I'm a, like, show me a little more of your values, maybe, of what matters, of Uh-oh. what's important, of what got you through that. That's true, too. I'm a mom, so therefore, if you're a mom, you have to support me kind of concept. Sort of like when you go to the grocery store and, like, do you want to give a dollar to save the children? I go, nah, fuck the kids. <laughs> like, why would you word it that way? Like, I either hate kids or, or I give you a dollar? Like, it's not, it's not so absolute. Like, it well, is it St. Jude's Children's Hospital? Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what it's going to. Right. But exactly. for the kids, boy, that sounds really, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, when I think of... When I think of Sergeant Slaughter, does it matter if he was actually a real Marine or not? You know? Yeah. It, it really didn't. Gonna gonna say, it didn't, and he had a really positive impact on, on people outside of wrestling. So. And military. He, and the military. Because he inspired people to join the military, whether he was ever in it or not. 
He so, wasn't the first, or he, there's been more recent military guy. Bobby Lashley was in the military. We don't hear about that at all, hardly. I mean, we, we do, but yeah, yeah, that's not the, but not the same way. Like that's but, not the wave that he has yeah, to ride but She's on. just saying, because be, she's using Sergeant Slaughter as the example of like a hyper military gimmick being successful yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus veterans being a wrestler. Yes. This was a military gimmick and it worked in its own way. Like, and here's a hyper military gimmick that's like. Real weird. I got one more. I got one more question for producer lady, and it What's involves that? the makeup. Oh God! Okay. Her fucking lips were like red, but the inside wasn't done. So when she talked, <laughs> it was like she had this super bright red, but the inside of her lip was like normal color. Did you notice that? On this I, last I... one, go back and watch it again. I, you, you can do it without be, you know PTSD and out. But, uh, like, it was... I mean, yeah, unless unless you're constantly being, I guess, uh, you know, lauded as having such a great, like, makeup style or whatever, I just, like, why... Well, she sh- why, she did it herself. Yeah, <laughs> why shit on everyone who, yeah, who actually does that as a profession there? Like, it just... I didn't notice I, I it honestly. I didn't take it that way, but I I love that you guys did because I guarantee there's a lot of people that took it the way you guys took it. But you know, I I didn't. Fifty percent of the fans took it the way you guys took it, and fifty percent of them were like, it was a benign comment, and they didn't think anything about it. Oh, you put your own makeup on. Isn't that what everybody fucking does who has a job that doesn't have a team of fucking makeup people? Get yeah, the that's fuck out of here with that's that. That's what team. a. That's what like all indie wrestlers. I'm do. such a self sufficient movie star that I do my own hair and makeup. Yeah. Okay, well. That's an option to you, I guess, is you can claim that as your own because you're not used to not having to. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. Everyone does that. Yeah, let's I just... dress myself even. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's get a let's get a good uh good character for her. Um just get her in the ring. Let's just get her in the ring, see what she can do, get her into a story with somebody and move past these vignettes and let's let's go. Um I'm, I'm real nervous. I'm really hoping that she's gonna be better in the ring. Yeah, but I'm with you, producer lady, I think she I, has a stinker match. It's going to be start. hard to come back. I'm from. really, I'm really nervous. I am yeah. because you know what? The whole time Becky was pregnant, she was working out, and Do I think, don't know if that's. that's Do you the same. think that's why they're going so heavy-handed with the please fucking cheer me? Is because when she gets in the ring, it's not going to be that much better than it I'm, was before. I'm really hoping that's not. And it. they really just don't want people to go, "You suck." They just want people to be like, "Hey, give of, her a chance. She's a mom." That's kind Let's of. Let's see her fear. overcome adversity one more time. She's fucking <laughs> cut from the WWE. That's kind of yeah. my fear, and the the strange thing is, we know she is good on the mic. Like when yeah, she's, she's given a strip, a, a strip, yeah. a script, she's mm-hmm. very good on the mic. Yeah. She can deliver her lines, but they have to be good lines. That's yeah. the thing. That's true too. If if you let her go off free willy nilly, this is what you get. Yeah, she yeah. can't be writing her own shit because we've seen what that accomplishes, and it's not good. So. Yeah, I gotta got to rein it in. Need an editor. <laughs> you got to do it yourself. You don't always have to, honey. Uh, let's wrap up SmackDown on a couple notes. One, uh, Riddle and Jey Uso. What'd you think of that match, Beard? Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right person won. Fuck the Usos. I'm, hey! I'm so sick of them. <laughs> we They're the ones. fucking awful. We it's, the it's, ones. We the we, ones. <laughs> why, why are they in charge? Because their family wrestle? I just don't care. 
Like, I don't care anymore. I don't care about them. They, they, uh, I'm sick of them. They have had their reign. I, oh, you've been the longest consecutive days. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's just, I'm over it. And then, I, know, they're, I love their line, you're the twos because we the ones. Yeah. It makes me laugh because the two is a turd. And it makes me laugh because it's so funny to me. Marsha's no, dying. They're, they're good. Like, they're not bad in the ring. They're not, you know, they're good on the microphone. But it's like, they, you know, oh, we're going to take, you know, we already said the unification of the championship belts was one of the worst things to happen. Now what's happening with that? Nothing. Roman's not even doing anything because they don't know what to do with him because they don't have anybody more because Brock Lesnar's going to hockey games with me. So, like, I just, I like, I don't, uh, I mean, we didn't sit together or anything. That would have been cool as shit. Oh, I forgot to tell you, speaking of Brock Lesnar, I got the seasoning, so we'll do, like, a thing when you get here. Like, we'll cook a Hell meat yeah. product. We nice. have some Brock meat. Yeah, we'll I do love a to have brisket. Some of I love meat. doing a brisket. It just takes, like, 14 hours. So, um, but, uh. How would you no, say brisket, I mean, but Brock? Brockskit? Okay. I, here's, right. here's why I am so anti the Usos right now. I am so much of a big fan of RK Bro. Fuck off trying to wreck that because we're going to lose it anyway because it's the only fun and enjoyable thing right now. We're going to, they'll rip it the fuck away from us because they can't let us have nice things. Um, <laughs> and then we'll have to suffer for fucking 24 months or more of the Usos and the Bloodline because their fucking daddies wrestled. I just don't like. So did Randy Orton's, by the way. Keep him fucking run. I just, you know, I just like, I, you know, like, as a guy who gravitates to the baby faces, we have enough heels in the WWE. Don't rip the only baby face crew that's got anything going for them right now. Uh, Drew McIntyre stuff is awesome with Sami Zayn. That shit is awesome. So fucking awesome. I am loving it. Sami Zayn doing the stuff with the Usos was the shit. That part of it, awesome. Yeah, let's combine the conversation on that. Because all yeah. I had to say about Riddle and, and Uso was that I thought the match was tremendous. Their chemistry is so yeah. good. And seeing, Dude, I, like, I have no yeah, complaints yeah. in the ring. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, but on something, we can say the whole thing as one conversation because yeah. it's all the same to me. Like you said, Sami Zayn overhearing drew talk uh shit to rant or uh, to randy about drew or about uh, roman mm -hmm. and then him going over to roman's like first off first off i acknowledge you like <laughs> yeah that was so good and and then you know roman going beat it out of him like that part i got yeah. like it was hilarious in the lumberjack match because sammy knew it would help him escape drew mcintyre yeah. and now we're gonna get a yeah. fucking cage match next week you know this yeah. week you know so i which I, also is funny because one of the yeah. way you win a cage match is by escaping it so he's he can win <laughs> by running away now which makes it I even hope funnier he does yeah. i hope he does it's one it's awesome like drew's doing really well with it too it's a great yeah. program for drew since they're not having him go up against Roman or anything like that, which I don't need. Like, honestly, as a guy who likes Drew McIntyre, he doesn't need to be in for the title. They, if they could do fun stuff with him, like, you know, your thought process of, of them being with, um, with Drew working with Butch and, and uh, Ridge Holland and, and Sheamus, I'd be for that too. You could make Drew mm -hmm. a heel for a while and, 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 and maybe have them go up against the Usos and the heel on heel. And that yeah. would be fine with that too. Uh, Sami Zayn, uh, can instant I know why you've become such a big fan of him. He just could take he could do anything. And he can make such a great uh storylines and stuff. And and I told you a lot of times the storyline stuff is so much better 
than the in-ring stuff and i enjoy that stuff because it's i think it's it's not secondary or tertiary to me it's just as important as the in-ring stuff you know what yes. i'm saying and especially when they get it done in ring then it makes the story yeah. stuff even better because like you can get all excited about seeing someone on tv and then they get in the ring and the match is like boring and you go all right well how excited can i be about the story if i know it's going to end in a, a boring thing Nothing Sammy does, like, doesn't matter who Sammy's in the program with, they're gonna do a bunch of awesome shit. Awesome. And the ring's gonna be yeah. awesome. The Johnny Knoxville um, thing was so great. And so, about was- that, two things about that. One, did you see the clip that was going around from the guy who, from uh, Pat Show who did the, the Sammy Zayn uh, uh, hornswoggle or not hornswoggle, Wee Man bit? And it showed Michael Cole and Pat McAfee on the jumping up and down, oh, yeah, and yeah freaking yeah. out. Fucking so good. Um, and then Sammy even uh, retweeted it and said that Michael Cole went up to him and said it might be the most fun he's ever had calling any single match in his entire career. So sweet. Which is awesome. Yeah. What well, I was going to say about... They were expecting Pontius. They didn't know any of that stuff. McAfee's talked about it. He goes, yeah. we didn't Wait. know... He goes, he thought Wee Man might be there, but like... Wait, what was Marsh? Was... Yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I loved even in that clip when Wee Man first re- rolls out, Michael Cole... On the call, where he's got a call what's happening, he just goes, look it, look it, look it, look it, look it. He's so <laughs> excited. He forgets to say what he's doing and just tells yeah. Pat to look at what he sees. Like, yeah, yeah. so fucking, they were so in that moment. And what what's really cool about how that even played out, Kevin Owens was on After the Bell this week. And in there, he tells the story, or at least part of the story, that how much he loved what Sammy did that night and said, you don't understand. Sammy had to fight for that. He goes, they didn't want him to have that match. They didn't want it to be the match that it was. He had to fight for all of that. Hmm. Like, Sami Zayn was constantly pitching and saying, please, let's do this. Please, believe me. Believe in me. And he made that happen. And when you think about it... Outside of the Stone Cold match, let me ask you, outside of the Stone Cold match with with, uh, Kevin Owens and the Pat McAfee match, won't you remember that over all the other things that happened at that WrestleMania? There's a really good chance that it's in the top two, three, two to three things that you think about when it comes to that WrestleMania. You go WrestleMania in Dallas, you're like Stone Cold came back with Austin or with uh, Kevin Owens. McMahon was in there with McAfee. Rat traps. Uh, rat traps in the big hand. Johnny Knoxville or uh, <laughs> Sammy getting body slammed. They even mentioned it in the podcast. You know, Corey Graves was like not on call, but he was in the pit right there on on the floor, and said that uh, uh, during that match they took off their headset because they can listen to commentary. They took off their headset, him and Vic, and they just stood there watching it. And he said that the moment that uh, Wee Man body slammed Sami Zayn, they said a second to Austin and the glass shattering was the loudest pop of the whole weekend. That That had the crowd. Yeah, and then when you watched it back, and I watched it back and heard it, the roar, when he picks up Sami, (laughs) and then the slam happens, just boom, like a boom of, of just roar from the crowd. And to think Sami Zayn had to fight for that and it became what will be an iconic thing down the line is... I mean, there's no way they don't have recaps and, and commercials for WrestleMania and don't throw Wee Man body slamming Sami Zayn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yes. without having a whole show about WrestleMania again... Yes. The, like you said, Sami Zayn utilizing... I mean, sometimes people are... like So Roman's like as top as it gets. And depending on how Roman talks to other people, it makes him seem like they're either near his level or not. 
it doesn't matter who they put Sammy on screen with. He belongs around them. Where at first value, when you think about it, Sammy's been so goofy and crazy. You go, oh, against the ultra serious Roman in a in a promo segment. It's going to come off a little weird. Yeah. And it didn't at all. It yeah. was so natural and seemed Best like part of that show. Yeah. And I was like, they should be talking more often. Like, I, I want to see Sammy try to utilize the tribal chief for more things. Now. I honestly think that's where Sammy's improv chops really shine. The fact point. that he. On his time off, just for fun, he does improv, right? Yeah, Here and there. I think that's just like, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like sharpening your knives, like a chef sharpening their knives. Like, mm. he's always just really trying to hone in on his tools. Like, Becky, you know, back when she was taking acting classes. Yeah. You know, and it just, it's it's like, man, these these performers have really been just working on, on these little things that don't seem like, oh, well... That's cute. You do that just, you know, for fun. But no, they like bring it into to the stories and these characters. And it's just it's so cool to watch. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I pretty much from right now until the end of Sami Zayn's career feel like there's nothing he can't do as far as running a story. That, and and I didn't know that he did any of that improv stuff does not makes that makes it. Uh, but he's great in the ring, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like that guy's everything. You know, Stone Cold told Kevin Owens to get on the microphone and not worry about the in-ring shit. That'll come. That that most important thing is to run a promo. I mean, Sami Zayn must have been standing behind a box or something when that happened because he is equally as gifted. Uh, Actually, matter of fact, Sami Zayn was standing right next to Kevin Owens. He told (laughs) the story about when he met met him in the airport, too. And uh, what was actually funny is, um, I mean, you should listen to that after the bell with Kevin Owens. He talks so much about Stone Cold. But he talks about how the whole match came to be and stuff. And one of the things he mentioned is that he was in an airport with Sammy because they were going somewhere, and he saw Stone Cold. Yeah. And he said – he goes uh, – he said – he, like, swatted Sammy and said, get up. We have to go see Steve Austin. <laughs> but he didn't hear what he said. And as they're walking over there, Sammy goes, who are we fighting? What happened? And then Corey's all like, what a good friend. He was just with you to go fight some random guy in an airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but so he was like, Well, so he was there, and he listened to Stone Cold then because yep. – and I and do I mean you think about it like is the Rock the best in ring technician? No, but he was one of the best on the microphone. You know, yep. um, you know, uh, you know. I mean, Triple H was 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 great in ring, but he was equally as good on the microphone. You know, yep. Stone Cold was you know like borderline in the ring, not even that great. Didn't have that kind of much move sets. Uh, maybe one of the best finishing moves of all time. I am coming off that though. Like the RKO is so awesome, it's and the way the they are using it now. But anyway, I yeah. but I gotta go with what I like. I love Stone Cold, and I, I know how much he means to me. But I, I I probably got to see my last Stone Cold match. Um, the uh, I gotta go with what I'm getting to see. The Sami Zayn stuff again. You're another guy. Like if I don't listen to your opinion. I probably don't think that highly of Sami Zayn. But again, I don't know how that's possible because he's so brilliant. And the <laughs> improv stuff makes sense. It's it's yeah. it's good it's good stuff. So Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and when I, I got the chance to meet Sammy once and we talked for a couple of minutes and it was really cool and Well he's Canadian, uh, he's gotta be nice. Oh yeah. Super nice. <laughs> Fucking law there. Yeah. <laughs> We're super passive aggressive. They're super passive aggressive. But they have a giant <laughs> inferiority complex about America. Yeah, so but, you know, but I get it. Uh, anything else on SmackDown you guys want to put over at all? Yeah, I'm good with talking about Raw now if you guys yeah. want. Yeah? Mm-hmm. 
uh, but yeah, SmackDown was a lot of fun, which also made it kind of awkward. I was seeing some people online tweeting out that, you know, Raw is just on a whole other level than SmackDown, and it's not even close. I was seeing several people were like, oh, Raw's really outshining SmackDown by a lot. That's weird. Cause and I was all like, I have so much I, fun watching SmackDown every I, week. I like... Another way I've around been, for me. I've yeah. kind of been liking both. I mm-hmm. Right now, I felt like there hasn't been one show that I've been like, oh, God, we have this to get through short, this again. Yeah. Like, I feel like both shows for me go by very quickly. I feel so. like they're both operating on pretty high levels right now. They're both a lot really entertaining to me for one reason or another. Yeah. And they both have lulls for me for one reason yeah. or another. Yeah, like, there's both pretty entertaining, and there's both stuff that I'm like, nope, I know I don't care for this. And Yeah, sometimes you watch it go, yeah, it's a variety show. Yeah, that's not exactly. Ver- that's not my flavor, but keep right. it moving. Uh, Raw was in Knoxville, Tennessee, though. Yep. And it was the 20-year anniversary, opened up with the 20-year anniversary celebration uh, for Randy Orton. Uh, obviously, Riddle's in the ring, makes the announcement. They show that fucking badass video package, which yes. I don't think anyone's got. I've very rarely ever heard anyone try to claim that anybody in the world makes better video packages than WWE. Uh, it's just, it was amazing. Yep. Uh, I really liked when RKO came out that there was a bunch of Randy chants. He looked like me like he was getting a little overwhelmed at times and trying to keep it together. Yep. Uh, it, it was, was cool. Really- yeah, mentioning he was born in Knoxville, yes, which is cool because he's uh, always uh, slated from being from St. Louis because I think that's where he got his start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it's like his hometown. He grew up in St. Louis area too, right? I, mean, I think that's where he grew up. Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, I guess he was born in Knoxville. Uh, I, it was just cool. It was just really cool to see the whole thing. I thought the the segment came together really well. By the end of the show, too, because we'll just talk about it a little bit here. You've got like five stories with these eight guys. And they made it make sense in such a way that didn't feel weird or stupid or forced. You know what I mean? Yep. That was great. And under the guise of the Randy celebration, Ezekiel being in there and saying what he's saying, I love KO coming out. No, no, no. No. He's a liar. (laughs) Yes. I I I love this Ezekiel character so much. Because I was always a big Elias fan, and I was always pretty bummed towards the end of his run where I didn't feel like he was getting the the acknowledgement. I felt mm-hmm. like people were kind of tired of him. And I was always very surprised because I thought, wow, this guy, I feel like he can headline WrestleMania. I just, I, I feel like he can't. The, the meta that is Ezekiel, to me, is so fucking funny i love that it's such a simple concept it's the most stupid it's simple it's such a troll concept is why i love it because it's the idea that wwe will just change someone's name and pretend like you don't know yes and they've created a character where that's the (laughs) character they changed his name pretending like he's somebody else and you have one person on the roster who's like that's not true this is bullshit so kevin owens is like the iwc here yes Yes. Where Ezekiel and everyone around him, <laughs> even when Ezekiel came out to Champa and Champa looks at Kevin Owens, he's like, "That can, that happens a lot. People confuse him a lot, but that's his younger brother." Like, <laughs> and then Kevin Owens, "Why are you doing this?" Like, I love that Kevin Owens is representing the IWC adamantly against the changing and rebranding of a character, and secondly, the character is doing a phenomenal job at yes. being a new character. And that's. That's what I always loved about Elias. I love that he just has such a great deadpan that so you could good. say whatever you want. You could boo him 
so loud he can't hear himself. Unrattled. And he will not care, and he is steadfast in his character. Like, I love that this is it. Like, as stupid as it is, he's steadfast in it. And it's so And it's working. It is working. He was on uh, Pat's show this week, by the way, Ezekiel. Actually, yeah, I wanted you to talk about that, because I haven't listened to it, but you told me a little bit about it. Yeah, it might have been this week or last week. Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe last week. I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, so you know Nick Moraldo and this guy. Nick Moraldo is one of Pat's guys that hosts a show called That's Hockey Talk, and he works for Pat, and they went to high school together at Palm High School. And, and I guess Nick Moraldo and Elias, whoever that guy really is, they were like best friends growing up. So, <laughs> like – they kayfabe the whole thing during the show <laughs> it was it was great like they didn't i like they they know this guy really well obviously so they were they were really helping him sell the ezekiel character which was great and uh yeah the interview's good man um he just it was funny because they go yeah how come we didn't know you when you were growing up we knew your older brother but we never saw you like we didn't even know you existed like so it was <laughs> it was really good <laughs> Because he doesn't exist, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's really funny. That's um, awesome. I love that Marsh Pat and I is were a utilizing. Bit on the fence on this, on this Ezekiel thing, because he was like, yeah, I don't know what they're doing originally, but I, you know, I think I'm okay. I kind of like how they're doing it, and he's. I mean, it, it is kind of a cool way to take a guy who was like an Uber heel and bring him back, like as a baby face, because he's a completely different person, you know, yeah. allegedly. So I, 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 you know, like I, I don't have a problem with it, like. It's a great, it's a new and inventive way to kind of change up a, a character's persona. And as I said, we don't need any fucking more heels because they no, have yeah. enough. Yeah. They have a fucking enough. We don't need any more. There's too many of them. You and know, so, it's like, and he's so fucking funny at it. And it's all yeah. like so tongue in cheek. And it's so, like I said, it's meta, it's troll. And I think it works. Yes. Even all of his handles, his social media handles were always at I am Elias. Yes. Yeah. Now they are all. I at I am not Elias. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. That's such a great way to change it up. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's fucking good. good. Man. I just love I'm that it's. Fan. I love that it's simple. You don't have. There's not a lot to it because the whole time before he came back, I was thinking, man, how are they going to explain this? Like, they were yeah. so dramatic at the ending, right? It was oh, a yeah. tombstone. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then for it to take off in this goofy silly ass there's no way and to just just bump that up you know a thousand percent like do you think i love it do you think there's any chance they bring back up the elias is dead thing because they had that whole video with the tombstone i was wondering can you imagine if ezekiel like says you know what elias died like i don't like talking about it but he's dead like and then they show the clip again with the tombstone because we know that we saw it yeah we saw it they did a tombstone right before (laughs) this happened so it's just I don't, it's i if i had to pair him with anyone i'm just thinking like long term i would love to see him with la knight as a team or as adversaries i think as a team they would be brilliant on the mic and really good in the ring yeah and la knight's got a hell of a deadpan too so he could sell yes. like look you don't know about it you might have faced elias but this is not elias i no. feel like those two guys are the kinds who would not outshine each other they would they would play so well together that you'd be like, God, these guys, both these guys. I, I don't know. That's just yeah. my thought. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. Loving it. Uh, let's keep moving through <laughs> sorry, the show sorry. a little bit. Unless there's something else about the opening segment. No. Uh, Sonya versus Bianca. 
What do you think about this? Because we saw uh, Sonya do this before against Naomi with restarting the match over and over again. She was on Pat's show this week, too, and awesome uh, in Sonya Deville. Really good. Um, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I thought she she plays the heel so bad, so well. Yeah. It's going to be hard to see her as a baby face if she ever – because the fan base wants to get behind her anyway just because of all the fucked up shit that happened to her, you know? Yeah. And uh, but she's good, man. And uh, she talked about the pride stuff a little bit, which I didn't even yeah. know that was. Again, sometimes it's a nice, pleasant surprise, and I have to know everybody's fucking personal shit. And then they come out, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I support you. Like that's cool." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead of telling us your whole fucking life story in this fucking diatribe that makes us hate you. <laughs> I'm not naming names. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, you know, and you know me, I, I fucking hate Sonya the character. It was so awesome because Pat, the whole interview was like. Uh, no, I think you're a terrible fucking person, at, you know, at your WWE official job, but outside you're great. And it was like, yeah. so like he did, he, that was what I thought was great. We're with Elias or Ezekiel, sorry. Uh, he didn't differentiate between inside and outside of the ring. He kept it very kayfabe. But with Sonya, no, it's a real fucking interview like it was with Brock and Randy Orton That's cool. and Kobe, Kobe Kingston and Kobe Kingston. Yeah, and you know what I love? I love seeing these guys outside. And I'm not saying I don't like the bump. I love all the, the periphery mm-hmm. WWE stuff they're doing. But it's nice to see them on a show like Pat's. I always liked seeing like Triple H or Stone Cold or The Rock on Sports Center. You know, yes. or or on like the Tonight Show or something. It's just cool. Yes. Roman Reigns even like watching all that. Like, oh, and I watch the thing. Like, I appreciate. Don't get me wrong. Like, I appreciate Roman Reigns. I just yeah. like you don't need to be in charge with two belts anymore. Like, you can still go be the <laughs> fucking whatever, but you just don't have. It just doesn't. I don't need to see it anymore. You know, well, and I know because you're getting it until money in the bank. You got two more months. <laughs> probably two fucking more years, probably. But, um, <laughs> Uh, so, but no, I, I am a, I'm, uh, you know, I loved yeah. it and it's a great, it's a great filler for Bianca until they find out who's going to come. And then was yeah. that the thing when Oscar came out? Did Oscar come out to that? Was that the same? No, Oscar came out for Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be, we'll get to that in a little um, bit too. Becky but, Lynch, um, she came out for Becky Lynch's match. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like the, I like the promo work that Sonya's doing every time she's, just being conniving it just makes me scream i hate you oh my god you yeah. bitch you no, know the good. smack the smack yes. to zelina and carmella oh my god harsh carmella just took that i was like god damn it yeah. um you know what it the, reminded me of what uh, it was pretty brutal they were brutal yes. as fuck. and it reminded me of there was a, a segment with uh jericho this was years and years ago obviously and i want to say it was um I think he was there with with Vince or someone. Like he was in the segment backstage where they had to slap him, hmm. and they were gonna try and figure out how to do like a stage slap. And he said and they that just he was slapped very the shit out of him. Yeah, they said adamantly <laughs> like it can't look weak. You have to make contact. And so it might have been Randy Orton. And so whoever oh, it was just slapped the ever living shit out of him and almost like dislocated his jaw. Oh my God. And he goes, but it looked great. He's like, but afterwards he's like, seriously, you had to go that hard. He goes, well, you said you didn't want it to look like shit. Like <laughs> this reminded me of that. Cause she yes. was just wham. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I did not. I think that I almost thought it was real. It felt, I mean, yes. that, if it was, if it wasn't real, it, it was the best fake looking slap I've ever seen in my life. 
I think it was a apologize to your friends before and after. Because, hey, (laughs) Carmela, there's no way that this is going to look bad. So I'm sorry. Yeah. And and people who are surprised, like, God damn, Carmela just really made that look great. It's like she's been doing this for a minute. Like, yeah. yeah, And her dad, you know, was also a wrestler. Oh, yeah. No. Carmela knows how to take a punch. Like, she knows how to. Yeah. She knows how to take it. But also. I was thinking that I hope that Sonia is doing a bit more uh, ring work practice because yeah. I did not feel like I didn't feel like in the ring matched on on the mic. That's a good point. Yeah, her she was a little clunky. And she needs more reps. I I wanted it to match. I wanted to be like, damn, she's so good in the ring. Like, wow, yeah. I really misread that, or you well, know, like I I don't know. I just quick question though, is it because is it because Bianca or is it because Sonia, you feel like Sonia just needs practice or is it because Bianca is just that good? No, I, think it's too. I mean, like I do, I do, I do love Bianca, but there were some moments that I kind of remember looking to Marsh and be like, was it supposed to look like that? Cause yeah. I thought there yeah. were some moments. Yeah. There were a couple moments where I was like, man, yeah, there were some clunky spots. I, the match was secondary for, she needed to do all the effed up things Yes, because here's yes. what I yeah. think is going to happen with her. She's going to be fired as a WWE official, and yeah. they'll make a yeah. big story out of that, and she'll yeah. be back into full time. Even though she said on Pat's show, she loves doing both, and she feels mm-hmm. like it's creative mm-hmm. juices, but she also said she wouldn't mind doing some acting. She would be awesome in movies. Oh. Uh, I'm talking about yeah. Sonya Deville. Hey, so would, yeah. so would Bianca, by the way. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just was curious. I think I think if you think about it, the the wrestling stuff didn't matter. They needed to do the three, basically the three match. They had to do three matches. Yeah. Somebody said, so somebody said on Pat show, man, she lost three times for the same thing in one night. Is that a record? They're like, it's got to be. It's got to be a record. Yeah. So, <laughs> has there ever been? Has there ever been anybody that lost a title three times in one night? Uh, so uh, that was great, and it so makes good. Bianca look, you know, good. And I don't know. I, oh yeah, you know, I. I forgot to mention. I love that Bianca came out in her her high school jacket, the yeah. the Knoxville colors. Like I just Big love bug. that. I it's just like so. She's such like a heartwarming character. Then I'm yeah. always just like, man, you can tell she's so happy, and I love to see that for her. She's impossible to boo, except when she's <laughs> in the ring to, with Bailey. Then she can't. I well, will boo the whole time. That's because we love Bailey. But yeah, yeah I'm not supposed to. I haven't seen that, so I, I'll but, let you know when I get to that. Point. Yeah, yeah. No, Bianca's just like you said, heartwarming. Like, like she's one of those ones. You, she comes out and you just can't help but be smiling the whole time you're watching her, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. I just want her to always have this level of success. You know? Yeah. Like, I, the only issue I had with the whole segment. What? I felt like it's a little weird that Bianca's getting three on one and no one's coming out to help. But that's the problem I have with a lot of these heels mm. versus babyface storylines where they mm. outnumber the babyface. I'm always like, why does the babyface never have friends? It's not a specific <laughs> yeah. to this. It's just yeah. the way they always structure it. Yeah, that, I do agree with that. That okay. used to not be the case back in the day. You'd always have Correct. one of the guys come out and help. And, then, yeah. and But I do think in this case, know. it just probably makes Bianca look extra strong. Yes. Because mm. she is that strong. But yeah, yeah that's I, true. It works. I, that's but yeah, yes. yeah. No, I I get it though. I do. You know, you would like to see somebody come out and help Bianca out. So yeah. I I was wondering, do we think that Sonia smacking everyone? Do we think that that is turning Carmella and uh, Zelina face? Are they starting no. to? You think? No. 
No? I think they love being heels so much. They can't with those two characters, unfortunately. See, here's here's the thing. I personally think that they could because those two are so good on the mic. Yes, and they've both been baby faces before and it worked great, but... So I'm just wondering. I think Carmella is so good at being the most obnoxious person on the (laughs) roster. I don't think you would take that away. Okay. Well, and now that she's married to Corey Graves, you can't turn her into a face because it would wreck him as an announcer. How's he going to talk glowingly about a baby face? He can't. Yeah. Okay. Unless they move her to to SmackDown. (laughs) Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. You got me there. You got her on that one. Okay. Maybe you could make Zelina a baby yeah maybe because um, those two i'm surprised they were working together anyway i thought they had a huge diff they've kind of patched that one up now i kind of like <laughs> we were going where zelina was going to try to seal her man and all that i don't know i felt like they were going to go yeah. down that road yeah no 100 percent. a lot of people were, were really shitting on that too being like oh what they're friends all of a sudden i was like well like yeah but i don't know that it bothers me so much to like say it's ruining it for me right it's one of those things where you laugh about it and say all right well i guess they're I yeah. guess the honeymoon will do that to you. You know, that's you come true. back in a better mood. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you ready to keep moving? Yep. Uh, so I was just going to throw it out there because the picture's right here. Uh, but we already said basically everything we were going to say about Veer. But he did face someone who looked a lot like Clump. <laughs> uh, that's notable. So he's a bigger to... guy. Yeah. Well, Clump's big. Yeah, Clump is big. Clump's big. He's like 6'2", 6'3", and yeah. he's like 300-something pounds. Like... Hacksaw even noted it when yeah. we met him. We met Hacksaw. Hacksaw <laughs> like put his hand on Clump's chest, and he goes, Oh, you're a big boy. He goes, It'd be nice to get in the ring with a guy like you. And Clump's like, I'm blushing. Like, Clump's a big dude. So, But yeah. That was great. Uh, this is the... Yep. If Vera left tomorrow, I wouldn't be sad. Yeah, just, I know. It just, I just, just wouldn't not be connecting. broken up about it at all. Like, if they run a thing with him and uh, Roman Reigns or something, okay. But I just don't, like, okay, what are you doing? He's beating up on non-roster wrestlers. It's, I, except for Dominic Mysterio, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, fucking Mysterios can't catch a break. You know, they, they didn't do anything <laughs> for them on WrestleMania. Like, I thought we were going to see Dom get over there. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that obviously they're not going to run. Uh, like, you know, you it's... just mentioned, why didn't the Mysterios come out and mess with Veer and have him lose to that Schmedlap guy? That would have been way better. Yeah. It's yeah. making me real. It's making me feel real uncomfortable. The it is. Stuff. Every yeah. time I see Veer, they, they're making the paint look a little, a little different yeah. and they keep they calling him savage. Yeah. I'm just like, Yeah, really? the paint changed again and, you know. Well, they had the stripes, right? The stripe yeah. with the line looks right. This time it was just like they slapped the white whiteout sticker on his face or something. Yeah, it was like all covered. Yeah, like, it was uh, yeah, not good, not good. Uh, let's see, the arm wrestling match? Yeah, cool. I enjoyed it. I actually thought that segment went way better than I thought it was. There's not yeah. a whole lot of arm wrestling matches that I feel are like ultimately entertaining. Yep. But I thought it was so smart keeping MVP on the mic for the whole thing. Yeah, well, because so o- Omos is not good on the mic. And he is like Ricochet, except for he is – I don't think English is his first language, I'm going to guess. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a little harder for him. But MVP is – I think they they felt like, you know what, Bobby needed MVP for a while because Bobby's not incredibly great on the mic either. But uh, Bobby's doing okay, and I'm kind of – you know, and they kind of got him back as a babyface a little bit. 
But MVP with Omos is great. I mean, I, I know they had AJ yeah. for a while, but it's so good. Like, it's MVP is awesome on the mic. Yeah. And even though Bobby won the rest, the arm wrestling match didn't take anything away from Bobby. Didn't I? Don't think it really hurt Omos either, because then they sh- kicked yeah. the shit out of him afterwards. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. We, we yeah. don't have to see the same thing every time. I, I liked oh, yeah. the. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I, I thought the first strike that Omos did with that arm wrestling table on Bobby yeah. Lashley looked so fucking brutal. The yeah. other ones, I think he softened up a little bit because I think that first one was a little. I think he got ahead Bobby of himself. Bobby probably looked at him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh god. Yeah, but like that first one, I, he did it. And I just was, I as I'm watching, I went, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. Oof. I uh, was, personally, was... personally, I love these types of um, these types of like shows of strength. Yeah. Like, I love like arm wrestling or like tug of war or like uh even bianca like when she had almost or not almost uh otis, otis when she lifted otis and like ran with him on her back like that was a good she, segment maybe i'll find that segment and send it to like, beard just so we can see it it like, was a yeah obstacle course that bailey set up to yeah, prove that she's more athletic than bianca so good and yeah. obviously they killed it yeah like I, I destroyed her yeah, yeah, by a lot. It I love so it because it's like a mix of like strength and entertainment. It's yeah, silly, it's yeah. dumb, but like it's. I mean, it keeps me watching. Honestly. And it's a lot of character. It's it always is. character work in those things. But it's different too. We've seen yes. everything you can see in a match in yes. ring at one point or another, right? So I just say it's. I enjoy. I enjoy stuff that's not the norm all the time. Yeah, it's just cool to change. see something mm-hmm. different. Even if it doesn't work particularly well, I contemplate, you know, like I, I, I appreciate them attempting Trump. it. And the yes. arm wrestling thing, the whole time I'm thinking of uh, the Stallone movie over the top. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like over the fucking top and shit. You know? yeah, yeah. This is great, man. And I enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it, man. It was good, man. And every time I see MVP on the mic, I'm like, man, I don't know who can talk shit about managers. Like when people are saying, oh, they're going to make LA Knight a manager, I'm thinking, uh, because every manager they have isn't good. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not a problem. Like, like managers in WWE are badass. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it also always facilitates uh, Splinter Fox coming through. Cheers to Splinter Fox. Cheers. Asking what we thought about. Uh, They're talking about making uh, LA Knight a uh, manager. There was one clip that surfaced where he had brought out Mace uh, <laughs> as like a model and some sort of like LA Knight modeling agency. <laughs> There's no way a dude like LA Knight doesn't talk himself into a fight. You know what I mean? So the idea that he's going to be a manager doesn't mean he's never going to wrestle. Look at MVP. He had his last wrestling match, said, I am officially retired, and then came back and won the U.S. championship. Yep. Just because you're out there in one role doesn't mean that that's the absolute of what you will be doing forever. Look at Sonya. Mm-hmm. She said she might not ever wrestle again. Now she's in matches. Yeah. The idea of introducing LA Knight to the crowd as a talker, yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. If the first thing they do is say, hey, we're going to have him talk a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that because he can yes. win every crowd over with talking. Yes, and he's gonna talk himself into a fight because mm-hmm. he's so cocky and arrogant. There's no way a babyface doesn't try to shut him up at some point. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. Selena- he puts over talent who needs help getting over. He puts over himself, and he puts over whatever program that's going to be coming because of that. I mm-hmm. think it's perfect use of Zelly Knight. Yeah, Zelina was a great manager. I mean, all, all the great speakers. Yeah. Our, our managers, I feel like. That's true. Zelina was not Zelina, supposed to wrestle. She was a great manager. Goddamn queen of the ring. Yeah. Like, so I I have nothing negative to say about any manager that they have because it's almost like an honor to be a manager. 
And on top of that, they're always pairing him with someone who's such an incredible talent that is just struggling mm -hmm. to get their character over. The idea that LA Knight could come out and put Mace over, Mace is so good and underrated and underappreciated. If mm -hmm. this helps make Mace into a star, fuck yes. You know what I mean? If you have someone who's yeah. such a big star and so good at what they Talking do. about this happened on Raw? Well, this was a clip. It was in the chat. Someone brought it up. So we're talking about uh, what, what we're hoping to see b blossom. The idea of taking someone and making them a manager says that they're so good at what they do that they can not only elevate themselves, but anyone in their periphery. Yes. That is right. a majorly well, that's good place Sammy to be. Sammy Zane. That's Sammy yep. Zane right there. I mean, exactly. that guy will take anybody and make uh, a superstar out of him. And, you know, we talked about that with that with that knoxville match of being a celebrity match but it was awesome extreme match that was like shades of mick foley and stuff i mean with yeah. the jackass stuff obviously incorporated the big <laughs> hand and all that but yeah. still like yeah i'm I, I i totally get that and um i did the, you know just to get back to the mvp omas stuff like yeah i mean Sorry. like mvp is a great manager i and i hope he's look and you know jimmy hart Bobby the Brain Heenan, like yep. those guys really helped the industry. Uh, the Undertaker yeah. had Paul yeah. Bear. I mean, you need those talking. What made the Undertaker character so great was how good Paul Bearer was for so yep. long. You just didn't need yeah. it forever, right? You that's know? Yeah. yeah, you just don't mm -hmm. need it. Yep, yep. And that's also what put over Mankind when he came through was taking Paul Bearer and having Paul Bearer. Uh, like, yeah, the managers is, is a very... Uh, under-respected role. role. It's incredibly important. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. So he also says that in the chat real quick before we move on is that Mansoor was the secondary person that they're showing to. So the idea of <laughs> if LA Knight can put over Mansoor and Mace, fuck yes, dude. Those guys yeah. are great. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, he's saying about the Adam Cole thing, which uh, Adam Cole has gone on record saying that he was never told anything like that, and that was also something made up by somebody else that – Huh. He was never positioned or, or propositioned a, a managerial role. Uh, and secondly, I don't think Adam Cole can talk. So he would have been a shit manager because he's not good at talking or wrestling. Yeah, so. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought him to be a manager, yeah. but interesting. I thought he made the right choice by leaving because I don't have to watch him now. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let's keep it well, moving. We can be nice. Let's Come on. Let's keep it moving. Uh, okay. The 24-7 match I just thought was really fun. I actually enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, fun, but... and I liked that whole storyline because we, we we didn't we talk about oh they're sort of underutilizing that, and then all of a sudden we just got a huge thing with a wedding and all this other stuff. So, okay. am I muted? Am I muted? No, no, I hear you. I was just okay. she was just giving me code on the side. We're good. I wasn't. Keep it going. Keep I it rolling. I didn't do anything. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I agree with what you said, and I didn't have anything to add to it because I just had fun with it. Uh, yeah, was I was, good. I was really struggling with it for a little bit. Okay, Becky Lynch promo. This was big. Becky Lynch has returned since WrestleMania, mm -hmm. talking mad shit, going maniacal. She comes out all sad. Then she gets crazy. <laughs> and this is a good thing. This is a good thing. I'm gonna have the greatest, most legendary comeback in the history of all time. And then Oscar comes back. So we had the return of Becky Lynch, the return of Oscar, Oscar with the boop heard around the world. They say she flicked her in the nose. Yeah. What a great replay in slow motion where you see Becky's nose wiggle. <laughs> Uh, so I have to tell you, I if I saw Oscar, she wasn't around. Very, was she the one that came out in the tank? No, that was Shotzi. Okay, Oscar... so I'm not sure I've seen Oscar at all. And I was like, No, you haven't. 
I was like, this 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 uh, gal is fun, and I like yeah, this. Yeah. And thank God we're not going to get Becky and Bianca. We're going to get something else. And is, is I'm a, does Oscar speak a lot of English? Not very much. You heard most of what her English is. Okay, because I was like, okay, okay, so that's the limit of what she can do. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be it's going to be a lot of awesome wrestling, and just shenanigans. Uh, and, yes. and again. I have so much faith in Becky Lynch to do whatever. What Oscar um, does, like you said, she's fun in uh, character. She's really good at facial expressions and the yeah. movement. And she tells her side of her story with those crazy things. Kev's big issue with her is that she's always yelling. I feel like it adds a bit of a crazy fire to her. Like I love how she'll break into Japanese and then say a couple things in English. Like it's just kind of like a, a crazy person. Yeah, and I think she tries to portray that, and it's fine. I agree. There's nobody else doing that, so that or well, there's nobody, there's nobody else doing that well, Butch. You bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah, but Oxys, I'm glad to hear that that was your takeaway from Oscars that you really. Yeah, it was it. fun. I was like, oh, cool. Well, because I honestly, I go, oh, is it Bailey? I thought it was going to be Bailey. Yeah. But uh, I was, you know, what I said, bring someone else in that hasn't been there for a while to face. I, I thought it could be um, who's the other gal that came back for a minute. She was doing the therapy, and I, sorry, Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Uh, but no, I just uh, no, I was, I, yeah, I was, I was good with it. It felt yeah. good. So yeah, I like yeah, Lee was on the show. Splinter Fox, quit trying yeah. to fucking railroad us. Uh, <laughs> was on there and she she's now gonna just take care of herself which I thought was an inventive way but I you know I, I don't know I thought they it was an interesting way her. I think it was an interesting way because I feel like that uh, uh, on the Zylee front by her having to be a protector of other people it did kind of railroad her a little bit in like how are we gonna get her involved in other people's stories and by doing this at least she can do her own thing now moving forward and that could be helpful rough marsh she could have came out and helped Bianca. That, that would have been, nice. been a great thing. That, <laughs> oh my God, what a novel concept. They could have kept that fucking stick and she could have helped fucking Bianca defend three people. Anyway, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, 100%. What'd you think of, so Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I did really like that Damian Priest started talking about the punishment. They're calling themselves the Judgment Day. The the, it's a little bit full circle because on the indie I think scene, they should call them the Brood. Like like, just go back to that. Just right? be, be the Brood. Just be the fucking new Brood. Be the new Brood. Edge already referenced the Brood. I'm going back to my roots. Like I came in with the Brood. I I I have enjoyed. Remember I told you I was missing. Like there's this mysticism. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I would love. I was kind of hoping like all of a sudden the demon came back and then joined forces with them too because be okay with that right i mean i kind of hope they formulate this i think this is honestly is could actually go that way if damien keeps beating finn what if finn just joins him and becomes becomes also evil and bees the demon more often and that could be that group with with rude edge Scary Damien Priest with yeah. whatever they're doing with the eyes. He's is very vampire-like, right? And yes. then bring the demon in, and we get that mysticism, like crazy, like 
yeah. you know, I feel like that's been in a three man team. Yeah, what, it would be great, and they could fuck up the bloodline, and you know, Jay Uso's dead body could be found or whatever. I mean, you could play all with it. It's just fun shit. when they do the like what they did with the Undertaker and stuff, and that element has been missing. So yeah, you yes. can put Rhea in there too, Splinter Fox. Rhea could fit in with that group. I, yeah. you know, Even they Chauncey. don't know what they're gonna do with her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. there's plenty of people, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even go too overboard, but like, I, I was just pointing out the stuff I noticed. But like, yeah, dude, like, I, I would be cool, man. Like, yeah, uh, I would be I do cool think, with that. I think. Uh, uh, I feel like with Edge, this version of Edge takes the most suspension of disbelief from me like it just feels like such a departure from what i'm used to hearing him say and almost without any reason and it's still the most like basic well i did what the fans wanted and look where it got me and you're like you're fucking edge what do you mean it got you in the hall of fame like it's a little weird because it's not like he was ever on a losing streak or anything like so for him to turn on the fans because of all of his success is weird but yeah, but when he I, did it so effectively, don't you think? I think we all just love him so much we allowed it, the, okay. the holes in it. I really do because when I when I see him come on, I go, okay, just listen to what he's delivering to me. And it's always very good, but I never have that like – I think this is coming from a real place. I always go, this is his character he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, But he's doing so good at it in its own way. Like, And I think it's going to elevate Damian Priest, and it could – bring Finn Balor into a, uh, a whole other stratosphere too if they added him uh, I don't think Rhea needs it especially with what she's doing right now but yeah. she could shut the fuck up Splinter Fox bring in Shotzi <laughs> I think it would be, be more beneficial for Shotzi than Rhea yep. absolutely uh, uh, also Damien debuted a new finisher which I was wondering what they were going to do with him because he used Cody's finisher but Cody's back now and so I was like, what are they going to do? So they gave him a new finisher, and I think that's maybe what he was uh, – uh, I think it was – maybe he was trying to, like, get a new finisher together because I don't think he had a secondary thing. But they did yeah, yeah. a new what finisher. Yeah, what did they call it? it what did like, they call it? I didn't catch the name unless it was actually yeah. the judgment or the punishment or something. Yeah. But it was like yeah, – yeah. um, it was almost kind of like a sort of a flapjack sort of thing. It was it was weird, but it looked looked all right. Leonard Fox says Stardust. I don't know. He's talking about uh, the original Cody gimmick. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a little shit stirrer. You know that. I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> oh, anyway. Leonard Fox. He comes in on Thursdays and stirs up the shit. He's one of our regulars. He's, a, okay. he's our favorite Yeah, heel. most of the shit he was mentioning, yeah, I like, I have no idea. Yeah, he hates Butch, too, so. Oh, yeah. Can't be all bad. Oh, but he's an NXT. <laughs> he's an NXT. He's an he's a AEW guy, man. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing against. I don't have anything against yeah. AEW. Like I don't care. Uh, yeah. But that was a good point um, about Finn. I didn't think about that because I was like, "What are we doing with Finn here?" And you're yeah. like, "That's on the nose." It could very easily turn into a mechanism to get Finn on their side, which could be great. I just, for me, I just love. I, I've been telling you, like, since the Undertaker's been retired, that mysticism Ella is mystic. And you, yep. need, you need – it's such a great stick if you yes. get somebody that can do it. And Damien – I liked what Damien Priest was doing. Oh, I'm an angel. I'm a demon. Okay. Now he's like a straight vampire or whatever. But Edge – here's the thing with Edge. He's he's so good. He's so convincing. He did it in a fucking day. Yes. He yes. could yes. – you know, so yes. like is it that believable? Well, okay, maybe not. But 
but the diehard fans are like, whatever. Like, dude, he's so good. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're gonna be a bad guy now, and we accept it. And it's, it, and it, it, I mean, that's just like, yeah. that's how incredible he is. And mm-hmm. and and we don't hate him less, like you said. It's so funny. But I, like I said, give me give me that. If it's just him, those two, I'm okay with it. But throw in throw in the demon. Let's make this a stable. And let's do some fun shit with it. Uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff was not supposed to be as popular as it was, and the fans loved yeah. it, right? Yeah. That element is missing. Bring that back for the fans, and they don't—they can be heels, they can be baby faces, they can go after everybody. No one is safe. It's you know, yeah. that's great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the next segment as we're going. Just as a full-on segment. I don't want to break down all of it, but you had Miz TV with Austin Theory, the return of Mustafa Ali. You haven't seen Mustafa Ali. What'd you think of this whole segment? Oh, yeah, you saw him uh, for a little bit there. He He was around, then he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of all of this? Yeah, I actually love that. Uh, I love that thing. I I was a big fan of that whole... uh, I love Miz. You know I love the Miz. And mm. him and Theory kissing each other's ass. And then, you know, I don't... The, the, they had to conclude it, right? So they, it was yeah, a good yeah. way to bring another character back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I was hoping we were going to get to see the Miz and Austin Theory go up against each other. Like, nobody mm. cares who wins. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, they, you hope they run in the middle, bonk at each other's heads and get counted out as it's like yeah. a draw or something. Um, but yeah, it was cool, man. I, I was good. I was good. I was, uh, again, I did like, really, I did really like where Miz said, I can't just, you know, I don't magic wand to just make a match happen. And Austin Theory's like, Oh, I do. I just texted Vince. He said, it's, it's next. We can do it now. And the way Miz yeah. is looking at Austin Theory, I actually thought yeah. it pulled off really well. No, that was so good. That was good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah. And, and then I, you know, hopefully that creates an adversarial thing between the Miz and no, I just like I, I think the Miz is good in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's he's good. He's you know, is he the best of all time? No, but he, he's a two-time Grand Slam champion. Like yeah, n- like no one's else done that. The guy will work any fucking program. And and to me, honestly, I feel like you get a lot of effort with the Miz. Whatever it is, is it him and Morrison yeah. doing the crazy stick? He's putting in effort. Now he's back in a full-blown Miz, and I know a lot of the longtime fans are probably tired of that stick, but, you know, I mean, you got to have that, like, heel guy that's, like, yeah. yeah. What did you think about Ali's promo? Because for me, if I'm being honest, Mustafa Ali, like, he came off a little, like, ultra arrogant and cocky, but not, like, a babyface confident. It was kind of almost a heelish patronizing cocky. So and- I just i just actually remember the miz going didn't you quit or something like that yeah. shit was so good. like the miz going after him was so good i was just oh. like oh my god he's like tearing to pieces so i really didn't pay attention to what mustafa, mustafa said all that much i'll just say he, he felt like a really unimportant character for that thing okay they were just showing that he was back it just felt like it was more you know the Miz and and Theory mm-hmm. show and how good those two are. I mean, dude, I already you know like as much as I hated Austin Theory, 
now I like him because he's good and and he's decent in the ring. And that's true. And then you get Champa uh, bum rushing Mustafa uh, after the match, and so now you are going to get Champa and Mustafa matches, dude. Those matches when Mustafa and Champa finally get in there one on one and have a three four match program, they're going to be fucking crazy. Like, there's I'll no never... way those matches aren't going to be amazing. Um, I already already know I like Chompa. I got all emotional on the only NXT thing. I'll never not think of Chompa though this week. AJ Hawk got him confused with Butch. And that's he goes, funny. How's Chompa's missing? He's like, That's not the same guy. Pat was getting all frustrated and shit. They're getting pissed. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like Mustafa Ali doesn't feel like he's that important of a character. Um, I might have got up and gone to the bathroom before Ciampa kicked his ass, but I knew he was on the show. I'm seeing, I'm oh. looking at your, your yeah. very helpful. Dude, you got pictures and everything for people like me who don't know how to read. It's awesome. Yeah, WrestlingOnTheRocks.com. WrestlingOnTheRocks.com, the breakdown for Raw 425.22. Yeah. I look forward to your SmackDown one. But yeah, uh, no, I was a fan of it. It was good. Yeah, Champa came out. Oh, it was a real quick second too. As Mustafa is walking away, Champa just comes out, hits him, stands there, cuts to commercial. That's it. They don't talk about it again. So it was like a real. You could have blinked and missed it, to be honest. But uh, all I walking out of the whole segment, I think you're right. I don't think Mustafa was the main focus of the program, but coming out of it, the focus is going to be that hey, we're getting Champa and Ali coming up. So fucking buckle yeah. up. That's cool. Hopefully those are awesome matches. And I already like Ciampa. I'm a huge fan of that guy. I'm yeah. happy to see him on the main roster. Because, dude, I literally thought that NXT match when Triple H came out was like he was retiring. I go, oh, this dude. Because you had talked about him, and he was like, oh, no, he only wanted to do NXT, and he wanted to stay regional, and he's just going to be done. So I was like, oh, that guy's never going to wrestle again. So I was like, I thought he was retiring. Mm, yeah. But no, he's going to be on the main roster, dude. I hope he's going to be sick. Yeah, he's cool, man. And I don't know, does he play a heel? Yes. Yeah, most of okay. the time. Most of the time. He was a babyface for a while, but I will say if you blindside someone and stand over their carcass, you're going to be the heel in that program. So he can turn babyface, I think, but starting out, he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, not, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, I just as a, I only got one note about the Rhea Liv thing. Liv, I think, is like such a crazy person. Like even watching uh, like Total Divas when she was on it, like when you see her talk just naturally, like so. One of the things I do is I I will edit a lot of the the videos for Wrestling Inc. And so I'm constantly having to edit their like media scrums. Anytime that Liv is in the room, because they'll do it like they'll all sit in a circle and someone will go through. For SummerSlam, Liv was one of the people, and in every single interview they did with anybody, you can hear her interview with anyone else somewhere else because she's just so loud and aggressive the way she talks. She la she laughs loud. She's so New York. Jersey. Joe so Jersey. Jersey. Staten yeah. Island, I thought. No, she's from I think New Jersey. Liv Morgan's from New Jersey. Jersey? Okay. She's so fucking Jersey. She's so East Coast. I just get such a kick out of it. So here I felt like it was like, hey, Liv. Uh, go nuts on Rhea. Okay. And then fucking just went berserk. Like, I thought she just did an awesome job looking like a crazy person being held back. And it was a really cool pull apart, if I'm honest. And yeah, no, I had no problem with that. I, uh, You know, the only thing I would say is they were pretty good as a team. And I almost liked it. They made way more sense as a tag team than than Rhea and Nikki A.S.H. But, True. Uh, but we all knew that that you know I said rock and sock with Nikki A.S.H. could have funny. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just uh, I was a I was a big 
uh, I, I would have been okay with seeing those two as a tag team for a while, but it did kind of formulate really mm -hmm. fast too. So it's one of those yeah. things you're not really that emotionally invested in. I love both those female wrestlers. I think they're both destined for greatness. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, I hope that they just keep getting, if they're not going to do stuff together, I hope they keep, you know, they keep getting bigger roles and more stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think notable, I think it's a notable thing that you end up with a program on one raw. You have Sonya slapping Zelina and Carmella because of a, a heated thing. You have Asuka and Becky face to face. You have Liv and Rhea in a pole apart. None of these are title picture stories with the women and i just love but we that can run those storylines for several months right to exactly get to something else yeah exactly and that's what i love yeah. about that uh almost challenged bobby he accepted on a online or whatever but that was that uh but the main event you want to tell me what you thought about the main event eight man tag awesome and even better result and yeah. uh love uh i have just become the hugest cody rhodes fan i'm so glad I never saw him wrestle ever. And and then I love, you know, you had, we had Ezekiel in there, walk with Zeke, or talk with whatever the thing. Is it talk with Zeke? Anyway, uh, I was a big fan of it. And, you know, I love RK Bro. I believe that Randy Orton has supplanted his place as the heir apparent to The Undertaker, as the elder statesman. I, even though Edge is on the roster, I know Edge is a Hall of Famer and stuff, but... We never know when Edge is going to hang it up again. I, you know, I wanted to ask you, speaking of that, uh, Beth Phoenix just got on Twitter. She already has a million followers or something. She looks like she's been training a lot. Is she coming back to in-ring? It feels like she's coming back to in-ring. Sorry. She, uh... She's always quite the power lifter, if I'm honest, so it's hard to say. Okay, so, yeah, Even yeah. when she didn't wrestle, she was always posting pictures of her doing a bunch of power lifting. She looks like she can get back in the ring at any day, and every yeah, yeah. now and again she does. It's really tough to say on it, to be honest, because like, she's just always in great shape. But it wouldn't yeah, shock yeah. me, I guess, either way. No, I mean, I, I she's such a cool-looking character. The thing is, they, they got so much stuff to do with the women, I don't know that they'll... Yeah, I had a, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a great group. Of, I thought they yes. they picked a good team of good guys and bad guys. Uh, Seth yes. I was a little bit surprised to see Seth Rollins fighting with the Usos. I kind of you know I almost feel like he would be better served as an adversary to Roman Reigns mm -hmm. because he's so good on the roster. But he's it feels like he's having a lot of fun being a heel too, wearing all the yeah. fancy schmancy fucking clothes he has and. I'm sure they have to open up a warehouse like Odell Beckham and uh, and rent it for it, their clothing because between the two of of, of between Seth and and uh, Becky Lynch, oh, yeah. I'm sure they have like an acre worth of wardrobe stuff because they it's wear. I've never seen them wear the same thing twice, like ever. So yeah. in ring or not, like yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I thought it was an amazing. Now eight man tags can be really messy. Yeah, it was and. Good. This one, I thought they did such a tremendous job. You're also balancing a story between Seth and Cody, uh, Kevin and Ezekiel, RKO and the Usos, but also Seth and, and KO have uh, a story going on there as well. You also have like, I mean, it just, it felt like so many stories that didn't feel forced together somehow. They all felt like they naturally got here. And then you also realize by the end of it, this whole match was put on for Randy. 
this was a, like a tip of the cap to Randy to do a bunch of cool stuff. Randy's moves. The match ended with him literally giving an RKO to every single heel and getting the win. Like, it's your anniversary. RKO fucking everybody. Yeah. If I remember I was correctly, worried they KO took. Give it to him. Oh, yeah? And I think I will... he. RKO uh, um, hit Kevin Owens in the. In the top of the segment too so kevin owens took a couple rkos in one night like well you got a picture of him taking okay yeah <laughs> on your breakdown uh yeah dude you know hey also marsh this if you if you go three screen you can pull up these photos i think we're totally allowed to have photos and stuff for the fair share thing so we used to when uh producer lady was more active of a producer she would put the photos up all the time it's we're just getting to that point it, when yeah, I did yeah. it by myself when I'm hosting, it's a lot of work to do Not while still yet. trying to maintain a conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. But, it's hard yeah. to be a producer and a yeah. talk show host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, I was I loved it, uh, and and I didn't even think about it being his 20th anniversary. I, I just because honestly, I don't want to see the Usos get the double tag team. I don't. It just doesn't mean a thing. I don't like, think they will. Like, I think that they're really going to put it on uh, RKO because I think they're going to they're going to start a little bit of the the, the not a, like a rip in the bloodline, but they're going to add a little tension to the bloodline by having them lose at least one of the lose their titles for a little bit. Uh, I did really like with Ezekiel in there how Corey Graves even was adding to it by saying like, "Oh, the that high knee must be a family trait." When he, Ezekiel was doing Elias moves, he was saying it was a family trait is a like inherited like so good yeah but yeah and i thought even amazing it ended basically with saying with Corey graves saying tonight belongs to randy orton and you kind of look back on the whole show and you realize that a lot of it was a big nod to randy in a lot of ways and what a really cool clever way to do it without throwing it in your face and making it obnoxious in any way nothing yeah, was out of place don't forget the mayor was there, too, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep, Glenn Jacobs kept showing around in backstage. I was surprised he never came out and did anything. Even in my recap, I put every time they were showing him on screen because I thought that by the end of it, something was going to happen to him. And I thought it was yeah. going to be relevant that he showed up here, he was talking to this person, talking to this person. He was just there hanging. <laughs> yeah, I was okay with that. They don't have to oh, yeah. show. They could just show, hey, here's a WWE Hall of Famer, Kane, and blah, blah, blah. So, oh, yeah, 100%. I didn't uh, think they needed him to, to do anything or get hit. But at a certain point, they'd showed him so many times. I was like, is he going to be involved in a thing? Like, feels like they're really driving it home that he's back there. Uh, but, no, they just really wanted to drive it home. Yeah, he was back just there. there. He probably wanted to go talk to all his buddies. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you during a commercial break, he came out and talked to the people for a second and did the thing. But... Yeah, dude, I was really impressed with this this eight man tag because a lot of them can be real messy, and I thought this one was just smooth. But you also look at it: Randy Orton, Cody, Seth, KO, Usos, Riddles up there with those guys. Ezekiel, it's the first time we see him in the ring, and he was holding his own. I will say, yeah, he like, did good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did good. This was a a lot of really top tier guys, so it shouldn't have been a surprise. It was as smooth as it was. Yeah, it was great. It was a good match, and I was glued to my couch. I was excited for it, and uh, I was a little apprehensive because I was afraid that, uh, you know, the bloodline was going to come through, but they did not. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking how interesting it is, too, that, well, for one, like you'd mentioned, Roman's not doing anything right now. They pulled they pulled back on the Shinsuke thing for some reason. A couple weeks back, Shinsuke came out. Roman's like, let me give you a hug and console you. 
And then Shinsuke never approached him again. So it was almost like, did Shinsuke just want a hug? Is that why he came yeah. out to get the hug and he got what he wanted? They might be putting Shinsuke on hold until Boogs comes back or something. I don't know. I don't know what's what going on with it, but they well, did they just pause it. they didn't have any future plans for Shinsuke to be on his own, right? Because remember, we thought yeah. maybe they were But that would have be been attacked. an easy way to use him, right? Because he wasn't going to win. It would be an easy way to use him, get a great match out of it, and a, a month, one or two month story would be done and move on for Roman too. And then put Shinsuke back in a position where when his partner's back, he does want to go over against the Usos because they keep fucking with him during his singles thing. You know what I mean? Like, it could have worked. I don't know why they pulled back is all I'm saying. But now you have... Remember we said that, like, hey, one of the things about making Roman the unified champ is you're going to probably see Roman on both shows for a while. Yeah. We have not seen that. We've seen Usos on both shows now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I Rome, thought that was Roman, pretty clever. Roman's not working harder, it doesn't feel like. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's making Roman's the Usos. Like, I'm not doing that. But, dude, RK-Bro has been on both shows. So, you know, that's interesting. That's true. That's true. They've been on both now. It was really funny that, you know, Roman gets both titles. And, like you said, Usos and, and RK-Bro, they'll go ahead and go back and forth. Like, okay. All right. Well, yeah. That's not what I thought was going to yeah, happen. I don't even think they're going to do that much with Roman, honestly. It feels like he's kind of just like, oh, okay, I got the both belts, but they don't have anybody there. So, you know, I think something's going to happen, but I thought we were getting a few teases along the way and we're really not. Uh, I know like Splinter Fox says he thinks it's going to be Drew and Roman, which I think they might be getting to. But I feel like that's going to be Doesn't put off a little like bit longer. That's what's happening. Yeah. It feels like a slow burn. It feels like it feels like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or something like it feels like it might not even show up till Mania. Honestly, like but it feels like a slow burn for Drew and not like a. it doesn't feel like they're rushing to it. By any means. We'll see what happens. Splinter Fox talks a lot about WWE for somebody who doesn't fucking watch it. So it's true. I've always said that. Um, he says he, he he keeps talking about the Bloodline, but you don't watch the show, so I don't know what the fuck you know about the Bloodline. <laughs> okay. uh, although it is funny because when I was putting together the re recap thing, I did think of Splinter Fox because he's one of the guys who comes in regularly to listen to us break it down because he doesn't want to watch it and he'd rather listen to a couple dudes talk about it and goof off about it for two hours then watch five hours of TV, which is kind of what we hope for. And when I was doing the recap, I was like, oh, I wonder if Splinter Fox is going to come in less now that I'll have the recaps up. Like, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, um, let's see. But that's that was kind of it. I was really surprised, really happy uh, that the eight-man went as great as it went. And I love that it ended with just RKO, 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 catching Jey Uso out of the sky mid-splash. Just great. And then, uh, like you said, the right guys won, I felt like. It was really cool. Anything else you thought we missed? I feel like that we even circled back to a few things successfully. No, if I ever meet Splinter Fox in person, I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of him, though. So that's going to happen. It'll happen. Oh, He's man. a shit-talking bitch. <laughs> you should block him from the Twitch. Uh, so. He got blocked from a, a, from a producer lady's personal chat once. Uh, yeah. Was there anything left that you wanted to throw out there? Um, just WWE's hiring is a lot, and it's uh, a little curious. Also, the uh, third-party managers, just a lot of hiring going on. Yeah, I guess in a new sense, uh, we, we keep an eye on the, the LinkedIn stuff with WWE. They're doing a ton of, like, they they seem to be growing as a corporation right now, which is interesting. One of the things we thought was kind of cool, because there was rumors that Triple H had made a a speech at one of the manias that they're going to be opening up third party things. Uh, and we actually saw a number of positions opened up for people basically to manage that stuff. So 
there's going to be a middleman for third party stuff so i think we'll start seeing more like cameo twitch stuff to roll out as that why for that shit dude because you don't need to live anywhere now you don't have to be in the same town as them so if there's anything like that you want to do just throw your name out there and apply look at your resume that you're working i didn't even know you were doing video editing for wrestling inc i've seen their videos and i watched them a little bit but they skew a little bit negative and i honestly Mm -hmm. i've told you i just wanted to kind of keep it kind of unadulterated for me. I stopped yeah. reading a lot of the news stuff from Bleacher Report and stuff. And then, you know, in fairness, Bleacher Report isn't that negative to WWE, even though yeah. they, you know, they're owned by Turner and AEW and all that. So I, I think we're starting to see a movement between the IWC where it's like live and let live. Just, you know, yeah. like we want to see AEW. John Cena, like I, I, I think I tagged you or tweeted that. I don't know if you ever watched that thing where John Cena talks about AEW. Yeah, yeah And it's yeah. really great. Cause he's like, no competition is a good thing. You know, it's like, we need all that stuff. So, and it's just yep. going to be good. It's uh, good for the industry. There's more jobs and you know, the, the, the indie wrestling is as big as it's going. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. absolutely. I think it's all good stuff. I think it's uh pretty neat. Uh, I, yeah, I've, uh, Applied to some stuff in the past, but there was a couple of jobs that popped up recently that I thought keep going. I might actually qualify. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep going. Can't you can't you can't get the job if you don't apply, right? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. You no, know, just exactly. keep going. You know, it's 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 good. Yeah. So, um, Spinnerbox funny. He goes, "Go ahead and block me." Like, yeah, you just fuck off. I don't want to <laughs> give him any airtime. I, I really don't. I want I want our guests to be people that fucking make our show better. And I don't know why he's even watching. He doesn't watch WWE. Tune in tomorrow, dumbass. That's what yeah. they're going to talk about, shit you like. So I, I, I just, it's, it's for me, it's not like, I get it, but we're not a kayfabe show. We talk about the shit we like and, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you're not a character on our show because you're not a part of it. So I don't care. All good. All good. Uh, anything that. You are putting your headset on real quick. Is it, no, ready for last no. call. Yeah, I think we're ready for last, last call. call. Yeah, I'm out. Guys. I've been out of water for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, guys. We will be back tomorrow night for a brand new episode one. We're gonna talk AEW. Sounds like FTR put on a pretty killer match to open the show. I'm actually super excited to see that. Uh, we're gonna talk NXT. We're gonna see how that all plays out with Miss Amanda Jane. I believe Clump is back. We'll find out. Guys, tune in tomorrow night for a brand new episode one right here in the dive bar of the IWC. That's last call. Cheers. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the eye and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink of rest on the rocks.